In this world, is the destiny of mankind controlled by some transcendental entity or law? Is it like the hand of God hovering above? At least it is true that Ryan, Steve, and Joey have no control, even over their own show. Welcome to No Guts, No Glory, the Berserk Podcast. Today on No Guts, No Glory, Volume 7, Chapters 52 through 55, Skeleton Knight, Start of the Everlasting Knight, The Fallen Hawk, and Demise of a Dream. Dream, dream, dream. Hello. Yeah. Ream, ream, Those ream. chapter names are starting to go into some rap bars there, but. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Skeleton, Skeleton Knight. Skeleton Knight, Start of the Everlasting Knight, we got the Fallen Hawk. <laughs> Uh, suck my cup. Wait, yeah. <laughs> uh, Demi- demise of a cream dream for sure. He only got that one, that one ever. I mean, the night was not everlasting. It was just one night, but maybe for Charlotte it was. But I guess we'll get into that. Um, you know. Oh, thank you, William. William. Oh, and we have malpractice here at Twitch.tv/slash probing ancient aliens which is steve and my's other podcasts therefore this is the twitch channel for other podcasts but we use it for no guts no glory the berserk podcast every two weeks where we are reading chapter every chilling chapter of kentaro Mirasama's magnum dark fantasy opus what did we say before it was magnum uh magnum dong i think that's right yeah yeah (laughs) but uh uh, we manga no, we, opus. Yeah, man, it was. Like it was. That? It was yeah. manga okay. opus. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and we are here doing just that tonight with the aforementioned chapters in the intro. Well, I will say again. Right now, it's an entirety. No, I won't. Um, but uh, yeah, welcome, malpractice, William Coosby, both to Twitch.tv/slash Probing Ancient Aliens. Listen to that other podcast if you like the show Ancient Aliens or the paranormal or all New Age stuff. But uh, paranormal. Paranormal, yes. I mean, most of that, probably 150 episodes are mostly paranormal, you know, content. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's yeah, shocking. And it's, it's shocking and disturbing that the average person does not see the connections between Paranorman the series and the show Ancient Aliens on the History Channel. It's as clear as day. Yeah. And we've done a lot of slash fiction between Paranorman and Giorgio Suclos. Yes. Childress is in there sometimes, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he shipped. <Yeah. laughs> uh but uh, and ryan doesn't know who the fuck we're talking about <laughs> but that's uh, fine smiling <laughs> yeah um but uh yeah it is a classic monday nightly record uh we are in we are in it folks we are we are starting to uh get to we're starting to see some real signs of kind of future slash present berserk in here we got the return of of the freak person and the torturer uh, in one yes. of our chapters here tonight, like the the extremely designed, like beyond um, Minister Foss level, like this is a truly grotesque. Yeah. I cartoon. think I remember this from the anime because it was like one of the first episodes or something I watched. It was a movie or the anime, something <laughs> animated <laughs> yeah. of the torturer. And yeah, it was, it was like, on a sports car. I walked in on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was something on Netflix because they had like the series broke up and then yeah. two other chunks of things. And it's just like, <laughs> but I'm like, I definitely remember this guy and then the egg falling down. 
Yeah, yeah you you going down to Schlingers on Saturday? They're, they're going to play the Eclipse on <laughs> for like seven hours. <laughs> yeah, zoomed in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so zoomed in, it's just pixelated looking. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we are. Hey, we get we have the prophecy of the Eclipse tonight. Um, not named, right? It's just he's just saying it. Oh, he I think he says it. He does. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. and so uh, is he, man. It's Mister Mister Skellington Knight himself. Uh, yes fan favorite but uh, very tempted uh i don't think i've sent it in the group chat yet but the there's a toy line uh, called 3.0 which is similar to um like hot toys okay if you're familiar with that so they're like 12 inch like oh. super articulated detailed figures inside shows selling them and they have a skull king for 300 dollars that just came out oh wow and the wow. the guts and the griffith have sold out but those are like 250 oh, a piece shit. What company is that? 3.0, 3.0? Is it, yeah, is so it, if you go to sideshowcollectibles.com, uh, you'll s- just, and then just search Berserk, or I can also Berserk. search link, but um, Is I've, it him uh, and his horse, or just the skeleton knight? Just the, the king itself. Oh, they have a... Uh, because, like, Hot Toys are crazy, ex- crazy expensive. Oh. And it's not Hot Toys, but it's like Hot Toys. The details look, uh, at least from what we saw so far, are, are, are really interesting. Very McFarlane-esque. I will say, but of a higher quality. Oh, yes, I have seen got cool that thirteen hundred. Oh, there he is. The... One. Oh, well, shit. Well, that's a statue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's oh, the he's posable. He's stuff. a shiny boy. He's yeah. got shiny. and then usually they come with a bunch of accessories and shit too. Got it. Which you know, it's funny. Very tempting. I never thought that, even though I'd seen the twenty, the twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen awfully animated seasons, but of Berserk, but. I never thought. I always thought his armor was like bone armor, not that it was actual armor anymore. I always thought it was just mm. bones or something. But mm. anyway, that's kind of cooler though. Uh, his rib cage is even made of metal too. Totally metal. Just thinking about Terminator right now because oh. the red eyes. Anyway, <laughs> wow. Uh, I got some armor made of metal. I was just gonna say. I got to go. Yep. The eclipse is coming through y'all. Bam, 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 bam. Your friends are gonna die. I have lips, but I be talking somehow out of these teeth. Uh, anyway, high energy tonight. Feeling good. Feeling good in the neighborhood, as the children <laughs> still say on TikTok every day when they sign off from all their videos. Um, thank you to Ryan, the lovely boy, That's sitting me. to my left on the twitch screen but to my right in this reality uh he um uh he played the violin intro that you heard he played three different tracks steve produced those tracks and stitched them together stitch for twitch stitch incoming huh ever seen that before um (laughs) and uh then there used to be like drip incoming too like when it switched to like a uh i don't know if i've ever heard drip but it could that's i guess it'd be someone getting putting on their clothes right or i say that to my (laughs) wife you know, oh, right, right. oh, dripping coming. Oh boy. Um, oops, I made a mess. There's a- yeah, more like outgoing, huh? That's <laughs> an outgoing mail. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, head over to patreon.com if you like our sense of humor. Uh, that's a long running Patreon for our other show, as we mentioned before. We just did a live watch of. Ernest goes to Africa, which was really entertaining in a really bad way. Uh, and then we have a, an episode of Adventurous Ghosts, our Ghost Adventures podcast coming up uh, on there. For the first time maybe ever, it feels like it's been like four months since we've done Adventurous Ghosts, where for a while it felt like, didn't we just do this? Like the months were right, going right, right. Fast, you know, but I think we were going back to back and then, yeah, yes. edging real close. 
butt to butt, lover to lover, um, as we say when our dogs sleep with their butts together when it's cold. It's very cute. Um, we have a couple nice reviews from Spotify here. If the control buttons is supposed to work, I guess Google Docs decided to be just control. Oh God! <laughs> oh come on, come on! Oh, no, oh, no. wrong, wrong screen anyway. Oh, I'm gonna mess everything up. Here we go. And it's got fun. it. So, oh, oh boy, I made a mess. Yep, I made a mess. So we have two new reviews. Uh, I don't think we read Sog Big Bosses, but um, our our do another one? Spotify, right? Because I didn't see anything on iTunes. Correct. Uh, but Sog Big Boss, maybe our maybe our Bobandi for this podcast, right? <laughs> He's that he doesn't you know he hasn't found us on social or anything yet, but. Um, because we talked to Bobandi on a weekly, if not sometimes, you know, daily basis. But uh, he's a super fan of our other shows. But um, oh. Sog Big Boss has left many nice reviews on Spotify, just like you should. Uh, it helps us get found by other little strugglers out there. Is first first appearance of the word struggler in here too, of calling right. the mm-hmm. struggler. Um, but uh, yeah, Sog Big Boss says probably my favorite span of chapters he's referring to uh last episode which was tombstone of flame one snowy night and the morning departure chapters uh, probably my favorite span of chapters really love the dialogue dialogue capitalized i don't know why and breakdown of the emotions the characters are feeling in such a pivotal section of the series y'all are doing great doing it right sorry great episode thank you Sog big boss yes, and then thank you. we get um jack f 29 not to be confused with jack off 29 or fm Right. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. That I get so angry when I think of Jack F. Evan <laughs> annoying people and memories. But um you but yeah. win tickets to Disney first to finish oh, on the air. Uh, oh God. <laughs> what? Oh. Jack F. Uh, Jack F. Twenty Nine says, "Hey guys, I really love the podcast. I think your insights are incredible. I learn a ton from the different perspectives you all have on each panel. It's amazing. Thank you, Heart." Struggle on. We love it. Thank you, Jack F29. First time reviewer, and you can be a first time reviewer uh, just like Jack F29. That was not a fart. That was my puppy snoring back there, if you heard oh. that little funky <laughs> sound. How dare you accuse me in your mind of that? <laughs> Cancel. Uh, but yeah, give us five star ratings on your favorite podcast service of choice. Give us reviews wherever you can. Spotify, they're known as uh, Q&As. So it just says, hey, what do you think of this episode? And people will use the answer feature and answer it spotify is acceptable but let's get some of those itunes falling into yeah, apple pump podcasts. those numbers up a little bit yes yes um yeah it's been well yeah it's funny because this show like i was talking to you guys the other day like this is a spotify show for the most part <laughs> like are like probably two-thirds or three-quarters of our listeners find it on spotify so right um which is great but uh, but yeah exactly let's let's double our fun by getting some of them apple podcast dollars going not dollars, but reviews, you know, yeah, value. Hits. yes, yeah. all the biggest hits, um, just like the king was feeling his daughter's little hits. Yep. There you go. Um, what else? What else? Uh, that's kind of it for fucking yes, house. And yes. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> improv improv. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we have a little segment here called spill your guts, formerly how you doing, Steve, Joey, and Ryan? Now it's spill your guts, Steve, Joey, Ryan. Where we ask, hey, what are you, what are you watching? What have you been up to? Anything, anything weebish? Anything video gameish? Anything Japanish? Anything Amish? Yes, their anything, bread is amazing. Anything salamish? <laughs> any some good, some good right, cold right. cuts, some good Italian deli meats in your past? Anything about just fish in general? 
Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> F apostrophe ish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Steve, I'm going to ask you to spill your guts. Oh, yeah, I'm doing okay. Fresh off of uh, Hoagie Fest, if you're watching. But yeah, <laughs> everyone, Hoagie Fest 2021 coming in full effect. Uh, <laughs> yes, doing well. Uh, playing some more of that Mario Wonder, enjoying that, crushing through it. Lots of people uh, in the end game is like the challenges are really hard. Yeah, some of them so far have been like not throw your controller, but just like I don't know how this is not going to happen outside of a lucky perfect jump right scenario. But for the most part, it's fair to easy. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, some of the levels I feel like we're crushing through a little too fast. But uh, well, when you take that elephant form, you're probably crushing through a lot. Oh yeah, big time, big time. <laughs> Throwing that water all around with that big old honk um trip incoming <laughs> uh watched a little more of my hero academia so getting almost through season two there uh deku's realizing his powers and has his new old trainer <laughs> uh helping him along who has also a, a jump uh i was gonna say glitch but <laughs> why did i just blink what the hell there's thing called ryan the uh Quirks. 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 Yes, yes. And then I watched uh, one episode so far of Spy Family as well. Oh, Spy X Family, huh? Yeah. yeah. What did you think of that? Yeah. The first episode was interesting. I mean, I'll see how it all plays out, but it seems like a lot is going on for sure. Now, is it connected secretly to the Awesome Powers universe? Exactly. Yes, yes. Um, (laughs) The spy she's she's actually his mother ah, okay. realize that's a little twist oh, sorry to spoil the but, well, pink haired girl spoiler. or the yeah uh, the pink haired girl who's who has the origin story yes, uh-huh. quirk so that they then birth she will then birth austin powers at some point i heard that like i think they're on season four or five now and i think the opener actually they, they run into Fukmi and fuku's grandparents right. and they're like exactly. a fucking villain duo yeah and it's two dudes not girls <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah so <laughs> enjoying that was, that, real quick that show annoyed me not because i've watched it at all but because mm. i was trying when i was watching vinland saga on hulu mm-hmm. i was trying to fucking listen to the credits because i liked some some because you know like vinland saga has like three different credit openers and closers mm-hmm. like throughout each season so there's like six all or the something. songs or whatever like yeah. one or two of the songs i was like i was like i really like the song i want to hear the whole thing and it would fucking autoplay Oh, just I, cut I, into I'd be watching the newest episode, and it's like you might like Spy X Family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And start the Spy X Family intro. And I'm like, I'm trying to fucking get in a zone. Here. Oh, it just starts it. Yes, oh. I'm trying to decompress. Yeah, some of those streaming services are better than others. Like HBO is really good to where you can just click like back, and it exactly. kills that. Where certain ones, it's like I can't get out of this. Yes, it's yeah. forcing me into something else. Yes, especially with Vinland Saga, like something probably very emotional just happened. Yes, and it's like fucking. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like high <laughs> jazz music. I'm like, yeah. I'm a spy. <laughs> this is my family. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then I watch. <laughs> deal with every day. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I've watched two, the first season. Three... Oh, go ahead. Uh, of Spy X Family or Spy Family, as they. Yeah, say. I was gonna say is it's it's Spy Family, right? Because I was saying Spy X, then I heard other people yeah. to just say Spy Family. Yeah, news to me. Just like Hunter um, Hunter instead of Hunter X Hunter. Right. Oh, see, right. I always assumed it was Hunter X. Controversy. Yeah. It's got well, it's kind of like when shoes do a collab, right? Like the Vans Disney collab is X, but you're not going to say Vans X. Well, some people do say Vans. Yeah, some people Disney, do. So, 
Uh, and then I watched a few episodes of Chainsaw Man as well. So Ooh, that was actually really fun. That is cremulum in uh, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ryan and I were just talking. Well, we'll get to it in a little bit. But we were just talking on the way home Saturday night from an event, a very weeby event. And uh, we're talking about pacing in general and just how kind of how Game of Thrones has done some good, but also influenced all te- like all cable television shows in what I think are bad ways in terms mm-hmm. of like, too many characters you don't care about pacing is really bad and an obsession with politics for the sake of like politics and intrigue and uh anyway but uh chainsaw man not one of those shows like everything everything is focused on the core characters even when something new is introduced so yeah yeah um, yeah anyway sorry so yeah no watching that then uh (laughs) steve us interrupt us tonight it's uh, our fault so yeah Uh, and then yes, landed a new job. So been enjoying the last couple of weeks here. I won't reveal too many details here cause we need to rename, remain <laughs> anonymous. Uh, but you it is wearing it on your fucking t-shirt. So the Twitch, right, right. it is going hoagies. <laughs> yeah. The Twitch chatters. Really. I got a job down at the, they opened the first Wawa's here yeah, in SoCal and, uh, get a couple of hoagies. Yeah. <laughs> got some, uh, tasty <laughs> cakes coming in. <laughs> what is that? Euphemism too. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah so that will start next monday but that is uh technically deep in the japanese and anime world and some other franchises as well so excited (laughs) there we'll see what i can keep everyone abreast to of uh things coming down the line but probably nothing (laughs) abreast is that a euphemism (laughs) chicken i think he's talking about sex (laughs) just like charlotte's dad Yes. How are you, Ryan? How are you? uh, What have you spilled this week? Oh, well. (laughs) Seed only, my friend. Seed only. Let's not not call back to the jar again, guys. I don't know why I'm talking like Kingsley Shacklebolt from the Harry Potter series. I say bring out the jar in my head at least 20 times a day. (laughs) (laughs) I have several tall figures in here that exceed 18 inches, and I'm just like, how big of a jar and how long would that take? Yes. You'd have to have them in one of those like cheese balls jars. The part like the oh, oak, at least uh, yeah. cheese balls. Oh, at it, least a very secret. if not in an aquarium. Oh, God, of course. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, by the way, Steve, I, I asked someone who had actually watched some of the, <laughs> the My Hero dub, and they were like, "You know, that's not a fucking compliment." When he said your voice, <laughs> I was like, "I figured," but like, I, I mean, it's it's it's, it's just it's really detrimental. I don't think it's a bad thing. It's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I guess a voice compliment. I don't know what would be a good oh you sound like you know brad pitt or something but oh you mean like a voice actor or just i'm just joking like what you know when you get told you look more look like someone i think is offensive than sound oh yeah for sure (laughs) i can imagine i haven't actually watched it but yeah i can imagine (laughs) you 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 do kind of especially with the longer hair right now you look like an irish troy baker you know famous for uh joel in the last of us he's like he's like one of the top voice actors du jour super handsome guy too I haven't um, seen him. I've I've heard his voice. Did you watch the last did the, TV show? Oh, I didn't. I okay. Didn't. Right. Oh, it's good. He had, he had a bit part in that too, which is did like drag that he was a side was, character. Was that good? The, oh, it was the excellent. Show? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good. Good practical effects and makeup. Yes. Uh, did the okay. did the person agree with me though? Uh, yes. Voice? Oh wait, no. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, you're talking. About, sorry, you're talking Deku. about. I'm yeah. chef. Yeah. Uh, I'm a chef. They, <laughs> They were like, maybe they were like a little bit. Yeah, I can it think. was only at, again, certain high points. It's not always on. <laughs> yes. uh, and sorry, you're talking about uh, the, the guy from 
uh, Mandalorian, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I know who he looks like. Sorry, I just didn't make the no, connection. I'm not saying you look like Pedro Pascal. I'm saying you look like the video game, the <laughs> okay. original voice right. actor and actor for yes, the PlayStation yes. series. Okay, yeah. I was like, there, I don't yes. know how you're getting yes. that, but okay, cool. <laughs> you look, when you put this helmet on, you look just yeah. like the Mandalorian. <laughs> it's crazy. When I put that Mandalorian helmet on, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, but yeah, okay, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, he's a good looking dude. And yeah. he, ha- he, has, he has gone through phases of samurai hair as you have as well so very nice yeah not huey from the boys approved all right <laughs> oh god good. i forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> okay little little insider thing but uh yeah so uh. i forgot who uh said that i looked like huey from the boys for a moment and then i was just like he's i fucking think he's ugly. i think i think and i did and you went he's fucking ugly yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah and i was, I was like oh so... he's a handsome guy there's there's <laughs> few people yeah <laughs> visuals uh, likenesses are tough to tell to someone directly because yeah. <laughs> it can be very hit and miss well i just remember specifically watching the show and being like dang this guy's ugly how the fuck did he get starlight <laughs> and then and then you're like hey you look like him i was like well shit he's literally meg ryan and dennis quaid's son yeah. like very yeah. too good looking two very good looking yeah so i don't know how he got so fucked up like <laughs> I guess me and Ryan have different tastes, yes. I suppose. Yeah, I just maybe Ryan hates him because he's too similar. It's right. It's like that, like uh, competitive subconscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huey's just cock blocking. It's like so. When here's a little technical thing: when two violins play the exact same pitch of a note at the mm-hmm. same time, one of them actually ends up sounding off or out of tune. It's a really crazy hmm. sound phenomenon. But mm. when they vibrate it at the exact same frequency, that happens. So. I am the other vibration. That's just I'm like vibrating. Hu- <laughs> that's literally. I thought you were going to say that it would cause the priori incantatum from Harry Potter, where the 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 two wands when they like go right at each other or something, and it's like they yeah. just like explode <laughs> or whatever. Uh, Close yes. as, as best a musical instrument yeah. can do that. Uh, what, but- wasn't there a movie or a show where? Like it was like a side, it was like Scott Pilgrim esque in my head. Maybe it wasn't, but like uh-huh. they had like a violin war, like a battle where they were like there was like energy coming out of it and stuff like that. Hmm. It's like a weird sense memory, and I don't know if it's like childhood or it, something. That sounds newer, like but, some sort of cartoon that yeah. might have been a kid's yeah, show. Are you talking about uh, Big Trouble in China when they have the energy uh, fight? I don't think so, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no. I'm guessing anyway. he's being sarcastic, but let's see. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, big trouble in Little China is real light fights, but then it turns into actual like uh, warriors fighting each other. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so Keep I going. am. I am doing okay. Uh, I spilled a couple times this week. Uh, you know, just the normal uh, drinks or <laughs> yeah, drinks. Uh, <laughs> as Joey alluded to, there is a little thing that uh, he and I went to the other night, which was the near uh, concert, the nor- yeah. near orchestral concert. Which is twelve thousand twenty-four. Near Automata and Near yes. Replicants, um, basically a Japanese RPG that is really famous for its character to be mm-hmm. who has a black uh, kind of ban- what am I saying bandana uh, <laughs> blindfold, blindfold yes. white hair and kind of a black maid outfit and right. her ass is yes. showing short so, skirt yeah for sure uh, very very great character design yeah. honestly um, but yeah actually one of my favorite games and part of partly because of the soundtrack so had a really yes. good time there. Uh, the composer was he just showed up yeah. there he was there that was really awesome yeah. and so was yoko taro the the actual the creator, creator of the game yeah he had his mask on because he has a funky thing about masks he uh, never shows his face yes. in public and, oh, and uh, he's he like wears, that singer he wears like a mask slash <laughs> helmet of one of the characters from the game who has kind of this weird stone skeleton face yeah like it's a grin that's like kind of he's a little cute but a little bit yeah. freaky and yeah emil 
yeah, Emil. And uh, so were the a uh, couple of the voice actors. It yeah. was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I uh, play the violin, as you heard from the intro, and I can really appreciate uh, good playing. And they was there a meet and greet or hang out with anyone there? Uh, no, mm-hmm. I tried to jump on stage, but they kind of uh, they had pretty good security. <laughs> yeah. So I tried to start like an inverted stage jam where I just threw him. Yeah. On top of a bunch right. of people and hold him like in know. Titanfall. When, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if, for, if anyone's familiar. <laughs> Uh, no, it was a big concert. It was at the Peacock Theater. Uh, so it was thousands mm. of people. It was sold out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, We're sitting next was... to an actual uh, cosplayer next to me. Yes. There were lots was of... Was that at LA Live, the Peacock Theater? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. yes. That's right. Where I we saw Tim and Eric. Uh, where we saw It Tim used to be the no. Microsoft Theater at... It's by Staples Center. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's like... But it's bigger now. I don't know. Well, and I remember there being there's like a smaller theater in LA Live too that used to be like the no. Yeah, there's like a a club theater. Then there's like a giant theater with seats. It was and we went to Tim and Eric at the seats one because it was the Will Ferrell. You're right. You're totally right there. Yeah. Yes, that was bigger than I thought. And I had COVID that night. (laughs) Um, But uh, wait, at Tim and Eric. Or Saturday. Remember, I was super sick, like or coming off being super sick. But it was like right. It was um, and because remember we were like. Could not believe. No, 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 no. I'm talking Tim and Eric. It was a Will Ferrell event. We went to Tim and Eric in February. That was a completely different got event. It. Sorry. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um. But anyway, yeah. This but, was at the Peacock Theater. Yes. And uh, great time. Uh, they. It was like three hours. It was a, uh, a yes. really long show, which mm. I was happy about because yeah. you know I want to hear all the songs. Yes. Uh, so yeah, that was fun. Um. And then, oh yeah, the the also the other night, a different night. Uh, I ended up going to kind of like a a nicer bar lounge area with some friends. And then, and I was wearing my Bayhillet necklace mm. so, because, you know, dripping coming up. And we were like, Oh my gosh, this is so crowded. I don't really feel like, you know, s- squeezing through here. Uh, that hmm. could be in a different context. Uh, but, <laughs> but anyway, I was just walking by and then some girl was like, Hey, come over here. And I was like, I was like, okay. So I just started talking to her like, what's the necklace? And I was like, well, it's from, and I was like, Oh God, <laughs> it's this, it's a classic fucking Huntington beach blonde girl. And I'm oh, like, yeah. uh, okay. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to say to this. You just said, fuck so, you. And walked away. Said, <laughs> well, just say it's a piece of folk art that you made up. yourself. Yeah. So I was Have like, okay. Etsy. Yeah. I'm like if you guys have ever seen the meme of like the fucking baseball guy who's like right next to the like hot oh yes, yes exactly. yeah you guys know what I'm yeah. about. <laughs> no I, I I didn't go into that because I'm not fucking socially unaware but yeah. but I was like okay well it's a show about a bunch of fucked up shit happens to a guy but <laughs> he struggles through it and she's like that's the kind of energy that I need tonight and I was like oh boy okay well you have a good one but wow. <laughs> oh you didn't wow. want to struggle no, she, she she seemed like she was like, yeah. I'm no, cool. I'm saying you didn't then. No, I didn't want to struggle. That <laughs> wow. was that would have been too much All of a right. struggle. So was she like hammered or? Uh, my voice made it sound more hammered, yes. but that yeah, was yeah. For comedic effects. <laughs> okay. Uh, she was she was probably a little hammered. Okay, though, but oh, anyway, uh, away. <laughs> yeah. could have been a little more if you know what I mean. Huh? <laughs> could have hammered her. <laughs> Were you just not attracted to her? Uh, no, I was just kind of out of energy for the night so i was like fuck it i'm out <laughs> hey yeah, sorry but... i'm probably gonna have whiskey dick if this goes anywhere <laughs> you know, preemptively yeah. I, I could that's getting club paradise when like i could jump off that waterfall too if i didn't have this diarrhea <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's an old a pretty, a pretty obscure robin williams comedy movie oh um, okay it's what's it called again club paradise club paradise with it's eugene levy yes. uh rick moranis yeah robin williams mm. yeah 
Yes. Anyways, yeah. Look at these two aqua velvets. Yeah. <laughs> what are they trying to do? Make us think they're straight? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Right. Uh, but uh, in terms of just like watching or playing stuff, I did. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but I did fl- finish Pluto. Um, oh, yeah. Which was great. Uh, same person who wrote Monster, my favorite right. series ever. And, and kind of a spiritual Astro Boy-esque Yes, uh, like successor. dark psychological Astro Boy. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and then let's see. Oh, just, you know, you already know, playing some Star Rail. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have there, <laughs> have there been like... Get my honk on. <laughs> have there been recent content updates for that? Or People are going crazy because the Chinese company that owns that game also owns a game called Genshin Impact, yes, which yeah. is very, very famous mm. and makes them a lot of money. Mm. But the the fans of that game are just... They're, they're basically uh, the chi- on the Chinese side. Mm-hmm. They get very heated about their games, mm-hmm. uh, and that's not a uh, compliment or a diss. It's just reality. And they so they they fucking they planned to assassinate the fucking uh, CEO oh, of the thing good. a while back, just mm-hmm. to give you an idea of what they are wow. know, capable of trying for a free to play yeah. RPG. I think it was because I forgot. It might have been because they gave someone a bunny suit, and they were like, "You shouldn't sexualize this character. She's my wife," or something. Oh I don't fucking know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but that's the kind of fans we're dealing with here. But anyway, wow. the the Genshin Impact fans are there's some drama going on because for their three year anniversary, this is a big event. Mm-hmm. Okay, they basically got three the equivalent of three pennies. And they were like, because three years, three. Mm. Everyone's like, are Mm. you fucking kidding me? (laughs) And but in Star Rail to like rub it, rub salt in the wound. Yeah. They're giving us essentially fucking twenty thousand dollars worth. of like not like literally, but the equivalent of in the game. Mm -hmm. It's like, what the fuck? Like (laughs) this game that's not even been around long. Like, so they're all just, you know going crazy over that i don't fucking care i'm just happy i'm playing the better game fight me (laughs) um but yeah so that's what i've been doing Uh, how are you do nice how are you you spill your guts guts. yeah um oh what's going on you're back in uh full-time swing yeah back in school back at my internship um going fine um and then yeah the the concert we went to uh was like just like the games uh the near series uh which i i ended up playing back in like 2010 2011 when the original near uh there were two versions called near replicant and near gestalt and we only got near gestalt in america was it like um, ruby and sapphire or something or is it-, it was it was literally the same game except except you either play um, a dad or a brother of a character who is like the impetus for mm. uh, the story to go on. So, um, but uh, yeah, it was Daddy Near or brother, you know, Brony or whatever. But so, which one did you pick? You could only play as Daddy Near in America. Ooh. Oh, yes, you all, like it literally <laughs> different skews of the game. Like you, you were had the to step buy... bro, you were the stepdad. Right. Exactly. Yes, um, he's the dad that stepped up. Okay, I I actually <laughs> manufacture washing machines that have kind of a suction thing that happens when you squeeze through them. So it kind of, you, it's like a Chinese finger trap. So people want to lean in, they can't get out. So, um, to set up scenarios for step families, but, uh, uh, no, I played it randomly and cause I, I read like the IGN review and they were like, they're basically like, this game is weird, but it's greater than the sum of its parts. And it definitely, that's like, I've probably never played a game that that describes that more and uh like seemed kind of lower budget compared to like a final fantasy or you know people these triple a like rpgs and stuff but very dark very disturbing things really interesting sci-fi and um kind of you know tip it's kind of a not typical but it's like the 
their artificial life is a part of the story and messing with your perception of like um perspective and time and things like that and so uh and purpose of and per- yes. the characters and the world yes. and everything there's it's there's like cool. there's like androids involved and things like that and then in the sequel near automata um it's uh which has to be in it exactly that we're talking about for that that game really uh blew up and like in 2017 and people the the director himself did not he was used to making like cult favorites he made a series called draken guard back on the old playstation systems back in the day um and uh yeah it's like i think i've played and like and they, oh, they remastered the original near two a couple years ago which was really cool so um i think i think i'm gonna go back and play them and and maybe try to platinum them. Like I think I want to do fucking everything to say that I finally did everything in those games. You're talking about and the old games or, or Automata? The, the remaster of Replicant, and then play Automata again and okay. like get everything yeah. in that because there was like weapons I never really used. There was you know like which totally changes the kind of play style and stuff like that. So um, and choice that I didn't make, but uh, but yeah, really mm-hmm. really powerful games, and like they they became a massive massive like fan favorite so to the point where i'm like this this is there's a tour of these concerts la was the opening one yes. and the the director like i've never seen a concert like this where it was actually they got the voice actors from of the main two characters the main two androids in near s and basically they made the concert an epilogue of the epilogue of one of the final of the final ending you can get in the game and so it's like them can it's those two characters continuing on but it's just kind of like there's the three big screens and they'll have like what they're they're kind of narrating what's going on and it's switching back and forth between the two voice actors and it's like telling the story and then it's like whatever they're coming up against thematically it they the orchestra would then play one of the songs and there's like you know it was like the la philharmonic choir orchestra It it was nice but um but anyway yeah that was a fun time we got screwed on the merch do you know why we got screwed on the merch because apparently the merch booth opened at 4 p.m. And that's oh. why everything was pretty much sold out by the time the show started at 8. Oh, yeah. That's a classic oh, move like, nowadays. Are you kidding me? Like, and so, cause Concerts will, yeah, they'll open. Sh- if you can get inside, yeah. they'll sell early. And, or, the and there's sometimes... The booth was outside in front well, of And I was going to say, it's even worse when it's outside because then they're just sitting there for hours. Mm-hmm. So. They made it seem like, oh, well, doors open at 7. Yeah. Concert starts at 8. So it's like, okay, well, I'll try to get there close to 7 to get some merch. Yeah. We got there at like 7.30-ish, I think. Yeah. And then it was just fucking gone. Yeah. I looked online. There was supposed to be more than just shirts yes, and CDs. There's like, there's like 10 there was products nothing. or something. <laughs> yeah, so. There was nothing. By yeah. intermission, like everything was gone. Yeah. Like all the sizes, everything. Yes. So. Yeah, I'm not too sad because honestly, it's probably not going to be that comfortable of a shirt to wear. Right. But still, it, lo- it, it looked like been, the looked like cool. the scratchy, crappy cotton. But the design. Yeah. Um, but uh, you can now to, to for some nice. hope for the future though. Yeah. The 2020 pre-COVID concert near series that shirt is available in, on eBay on like on lots of places. So it'll probably be the same when the whole mm. series is over. If you want to get the the shirt, but um, yeah. but yeah, it was it was really good. It was it was. Uh, um and and also the two female vocalists that kind of like define the sound of the music um yes. in the games were both there too and they kind of rearranged some of the things to have both of them when it was just one of them in the yeah. original soundtrack like and harmonies things like and that stuff. yeah and so uh yeah it was a really cool experience we went to a, a pizza place that i've been wanting to try a very hipstery pizza place it was it was good but it was kind of a pain in the ass and uh i truly feel like i make 
just as good or better pizza without having to to drive out there too. So, but I'm glad I tried it. Um, we only got to try one of the cakes and they're also known for making cakes. So I was kind of bummed there wasn't more dessert options, but mm. uh, if anyone knows what princess cake is out there, mm-hmm. uh, it's some good stuff and they did not and have it sold out, yeah. but uh, I was wanting it. So anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, other than that, yeah, we have, and then we've had some, um, some good new people lately in our Renaissance martial arts group. We have a new gal that's a permanent member now recently. And then these two new guys um, came and Zach trained and for the first yeah. time. Yes. They were living the sweet life and uh, no, they came and uh, it was really fun, really fun time with them. So I hope they come back. So Um, other than that, it's time for the four sentence summary. Uh, Four sentence summary is a segment that I stole from another podcast called just King things where they have a five sentence summary uh, where they take, you know, uh, off the dome, off the out of just out of their head without rehearsing, describe the Stephen King novel in five sentences. And we will describe the berserk chapters that we read in four sentences or less. We can always go less. We can't go more or you have to cut off a finger. Breaking the words. Yakuza we could, style. We could do the anxiety version, which is instead of four sentences, we do four seconds describing. Ooh, ch- wow. <laughs> which we will four syllables. Do, but, right. Yeah, four <laughs> syllables. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, this, uh, I feel like, shouldn't be too tough this time. So, four sentence summary. They're very divided, yeah. Of these chapters, um, sentence one old guts oh this is not part of the sentence have you noticed and i think i'm late very late to this but a lot of the berserk meme accounts they will just call him burke <laughs> like because i think people and i think it was i think it's one of those autocorrect jokes from back in the day when people would write berserk oh. and they would write burke and and so those they'll either call the comic burke or they will call <laughs> guts burke or something i haven't um, seen that yeah. no but that's that's funny <laughs> it does make me laugh but um but anyway first sentence uh, old Berserk himself, Guts, is out in the woods first night after leaving Griffith, a broken, broken femboy on the snowy, snowy, snowy fields outside of um, the uh, castle of Midland. What is it, whatever it's fucking called. That's Midland's the area. What's the what's the castle? It's uh, Wyndham is the city. Sorry. Uh, outside on the snowy fields of Wyndham. Uh, sentence two. He thinks he might be being be being attacked by Zod the Immortal. He's very scared. He senses an ominous demonic monstrous presence, but it is the first appearance of a of a very beloved character in this series, the Skull Knight, who without introducing himself at all <laughs> starts spouting an insane and horrifying we should know who he is. <laughs> at guts and guts is completely mind fucked and um uh, guts almost thinks that it's an illusion but sees a single horse shoe print in the in the snow uh in the forest outside of window <laughs> uh that's in the end of sentence two uh sentence three oh boy sentence three oh boy period sentence four no <laughs> sentence three no, honestly yeah. honestly yeah sentence there three <laughs> Griffith hastily vampires himself into Princess Charlotte's window, makes sweet hawk-eyed love to her, takes her virginity, and is caught the next morning 
due to a lowly chambermaid seeing the erotic embraces happening through the keyhole. Uh, and he is captured by dozens of the king's guards and taken to a torture chamber. Uh, sentence four, final sentence. Griffith's torture is commencing. The king gives him a big guilt trip. The king then tries to, out of jealousy, molest his own daughter sexually in a, in a post-rage of finding out that Griffith took her virginity and the band of the hawk is lured into a trap because they are also now accused of treason by proxy of griffith the end sentence four um but uh what is the last the very last thing is is that it does it end back on griffith being tortured again like kind of like yeah yeah it does it does well because yeah the bay hillet gets dropped oh (laughs) that's right hey that's an A minus B plus for me. Then I forgot the Bayhillet. Uh, yeah, gets uh, this doesn't count. So, but the Joey dropped the Bayhillet on this one. <laughs> I got Bayhillet over my face for this one. But uh, yeah, the torturer takes the Bayhillet off of Griffith's neck and uh, immediately fucking drops it, butterfingers it down a sewer <laughs> into a sewer river, a sewer drain, a sewer yeah waterway. Great. Um, yes. Um, so high level because I have read like probably six, eight, seven, eights of the series. I need to catch up a little bit with the last few years. Ryan is up to date and this is Steve's first time. He has seen, he has seen these events on animation, uh, AKA anime, but that was probably a while ago. And there's a lot more nuance and a lot more, a lot, just a lot more happening in the, yeah. in the manga here. Yeah. Source material. What were your thoughts? with these chapters steve uh i mean the king was cool coming in you know looks pretty badass you know, so that's cool uh but yeah giving that prophecy wait you mean the skeleton knight skull knight Skull knight, skeleton king oh, whatever <laughs> yeah. when you said the king, hey the king was pretty <laughs> badass coming in and he's fucking right, I, forgot, I forgot i forgot love <laughs> I forgot about I that part. Never, I'm just thinking of never he's taking daddy daughter dance to a whole new level. Yeah. I'm into it. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of videos going around the internet these days. Uh, no, sorry. Fair, the Skull Knight. Skull Knight does have a crown of like. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Thing, you yeah. know, I'm bad with things. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I dad out on stuff all the time. Uh, the so, anyways, yeah. <laughs> so cool there. Griffith getting caught again. I the whole time was thinking. Because I can't exactly remember what happens, but I'm like, was this planned out? Because of the way he, you know, speaks to the king afterwards, right? right. Uh, Ooh, calling him out and driving him nuts. So I'm like, oh, was this because Griffith is very planned out? Unless this whole thing with Mister Berserk got him all worked up and he he wasn't thinking straight. Well, it's pretty straight. Um, <laughs> pretty straight, but yeah. So yeah, just that more came to mind of like, okay, I think he gets out of this. I can't remember how, uh, and was it? setting up something else so was it intentional to you know figure out he's gonna get caught because he could woo the the princess another way he didn't have to just straight up you know right sneak attack going banger but uh yeah and then yeah things are going sideways for the old man of the hakaruni so um yeah excited to see how they get out of this jam it's interesting because uh to this point, right? Uh, why was I about to say Victor Griffith? What, what am I even on right now? Hey, we're all Griffith. We're just you know in Hoagie Land. Um, Griffith 
uh, has up till this point been planning everything. He's been the mastermind, but on the good side, at least for yeah. the moment, um, until the guts thing happened. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, that's the only seed of doubt right now. It's like, well, he was talking to the king like that, but is he just out of his mind right now? Like, right. what's right. And spoiler, yes, he is out of his fucking mind. Yes. Like, <laughs> in case that wasn't yes. obvious. But yeah, he he did not really plan necessarily for you know himself to be tortured or captured but i don't think he it's not i don't know how to say this but he doesn't dislike that it happened in a way it's it's almost like he's welcoming right. this he needs to be woken back punishment. up right like he feels like like oh my life is so fucked up i doing this won't change anything like mm-hmm. you know it doesn't matter anymore so yeah. yeah it's it's a very dark state of mind that he's in right now and you can see that a lot with how he's drawn um instead of this kind of like light airy you know barely any lines on him it's just shadows his eyes are fucking like yeah. shaded over he's, he's very angular see. in these yes yeah very elf like in a weird way like very like tall lanky thin it's it's almost like he grew up like or was stretched a foot in the way mm. that he's being drawn here i don't know why that is but yeah and so all of that just leading to like you know something's fucked with him right now We're charlotte gonna... <laughs> well yeah and that yes she's ha- honestly she's having oh deku hold not... on here. yeah yeah <laughs> honestly i know you got that all right in your or something or whatever the fuck it's called oh, but... <laughs> yeah he's got the all right <laughs> Now, all night. <laughs> oh, I have to watch this now to see. Yeah, you want to know how Deku got his quirk? <laughs> oh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm gonna leave it at that. The but, king, yeah. 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 <laughs> he met up with the king, right? Yep, <laughs> <laughs> who was a badass, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, the king came in with all that energy, it was fucking rad. Triple alert! Yeah. <laughs> that big king energy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the king was thinking. He was like, "Oh, triple alert on the floor!" Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh! <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! Yeah. Also, uh, I'm already gonna say right now, who the fuck needs to be slapped is the fucking maid. Snitches yeah. get snitches. Right. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with her? Like, what does she on. benefit from that? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And and if it's the same maid who told the king, she's like immediately stressed out and going, well, no, maybe I didn't see it right or something. And it's like, well, why oh, no, no, it was different because it was, it was like, right? oh, this is probably some like, uh, you know, flustered other maid. Like, OK, it's, yeah. OK, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone who's like un- uneducated or something. Yes. I don't remember her exact words. Yeah. This is straight up like a, an episode of Downton Abbey for those who have fucking <laughs> seen that, uh, where it's just like useless drama for no reason. It's yes. like you could just talk to each other. You could just leave alone what should be left yes. alone. And they don't. Yeah. Uh, again, we'll get deeper into it, but like high level, like this, um, doing this show has given me such a, a more, I don't know, thoughtful approach as I'm reading these and seeing how the art, you know, is and everything. And like seeing Griffith go all Hawk mode with Charlotte, right? He's all, he's all charismatic with her at the window and everything. And then as soon as he kisses her, it's like Hawk face, whatever, seeing in the reflection. And then, and then the flashes, to guts as he's you know as as they're having their erotic interlude yeah and uh, he's he's haunted by guts and it's like there's so many layers to how he might be feeling here like he he after they're done and charlotte's asleep it's like he's he's gouging himself again he's in a fetal position he's completely like broken and weak um almost as if he feels like he did something dirty like mm-hmm. right but um but more and, and it's and it's weird like it's it's like 
because he reacted that same way after selling himself out to uh what was it Gennon Gennon right mayor governor yes. Gennon or whatever uh, yeah. and and Casca sees him the next day in the river and he gouges his freaking arms and everything yeah and so again is it like is he feeling is this his you know I'm getting myself dirty again but not so much for his men this time because the last couple chapters he's like I shouldn't get out of this without my hands getting dirty right I should I should have to do some fucked up things or else I kind of feel like a piece of shit, you know, but yeah. now it's like, it's all just for himself. You know what I mean? But you could also then say, uh, the layer of just pure narcissism being broken down because something, uh, completely unprecedented and un, he never thought this would happen. You know, he would, he never thought in a million years that guts would leave, that guts would quit and, and also stop being his friend too. You know, like he's, he uh but but guts is also his fucking guts is his trump card you know for every fucking battle guts has gotten the key strategy you know what is uh, assassin and all that too yeah you know and, and so it's you can you could take it from the angle of oh my toy left and wanted to stop me playing or my yeah my best weapon exactly right and so and so is he is he it's not just pouting but like is there that element of like just being so mad and angry his narcissistic shell was was pierced which narcissists hate the most when they cannot control the narrative that they're trying to portray to the world um he feels dirty he feels angry he feels betrayed but also like i like the tears and everything it's it you really are like wow griffith i think really loves really loved guts even though he never would say those words you know and he's portrayed, you know, he's broken. He got broke up, broken up with. You know? yeah. yeah. And there's there's like the the surface level of like, oh, well, you know, he's flashing to guts while he's having sex. Like mm-hmm. that is kind of like, OK, sure. So, so the, the fucking shippers right, right out there exactly, are like, oh, yeah. man, well, maybe yes. he likes guts. Right. You know, maybe yeah. he actually is the homo, like Guts said. <laughs> um, uh, but no, you know, he. What I think I like is, that character a lot. Maybe just a homo. But it's it's like Sorry. you know when when he's flashing to it, it's like when so basically to to put it in in, in order, he's he's messing with Charlotte to advance his thing, but he's on autopilot now. Yes. He's no longer thinking. Yes. He's like, you know what? I, j- I just, I just fucking need right. to continue what I'm doing because it doesn't matter. Yes, that yeah. I've lost this. But he can't stop himself right. from like realizing like shit. Like I don't know how to deal with shit yeah. because like we honestly don't know much at this point about like Griffith's childhood, how he grew up. Like because right. we've seen guts how he's dealing with trauma and yeah. like things that happen in his life are very based on like how Gambino raised him, right. how he was just treated like shit a lot of the time, right? And we don't know how it is with Griffith, but like it seems also like the other side of the coin, Griffith also doesn't know how to fucking process trauma. Yeah. And he's just saying, hey, I'm going to do what I know best, which is just further my ambition, continue my goal. I was already planned to get yeah. with Charlotte. We're going to just do that. Even though this is this is rushed like he yeah. should not have been say, doing this he right moves now. the timeline up irrationally yeah. it, you know and, arbit- and and seemingly arbitrarily right yeah it, it, because he's gone on autopilot he yeah. doesn't know what else to fucking do he's just like i just gotta go far now right and and so he does but then he's he sounds like forrest gump huh? <laughs> in that shot of him which we'll get to later of him just kind of curled up and like kind of ripping at his arms yeah it's it's very reminiscent uh, of uh, a scene. I think it's where Guts is holding his sword. Yes, exactly. As a kid. Ah, uh, good call. Uh, yeah. In the after, tent after, after something happened. Donovan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Donovan yes. probably at yeah, that point. Yeah. 
um or, or yeah it was just kind was of something dead terrible. inside holding the sword and all he had right. was that sword and like yeah. griffith but but what is griffith holding nothing right he has fucking nothing now right. because and he never had anything yeah he, he because he's distanced himself as casca has been saying yeah. right he just he has nothing all he has is to just feel the pain of just like i need to dirty myself i i need to yeah. fucking just it, it, just so many emotions it's it's really crazy yeah. i i these are very interesting chapters yeah let's let's, let's not get too yeah let's just say let's uh jump yeah, let's get into it <laughs> yeah. um but uh yeah so we get a really beautiful establishing shot of some very very alps like you know european mountains very forested mountains the moon is shining Gus is hanging out with a brand new owl friend in a tree around him somewhere. He's got a fire going. So strange to see him to what is usually, you know, current guts with the missing eye, you know, black swordsman guts, but he's, he's got everything. He's got all of his equipment here still. Right. And his um, fancy clothes on too. If you yes. Notice, yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah. He's got his, he's got his fancy new sword that he destroyed. Um, Griffith sword just uh, probably the day or two before yep. and he's really just uh second guessing you know well first he's noticing how it's crazy that he's alone for the first time in three years and he really hasn't been alone since joining the band of the hawk and how dark and deep the night is which will he'll definitely be acquainted with more in the future but yeah. um but yeah he's you know there's all these lines about you know did i give away something irreplaceable just for a tomorrow that I don't even know is going to fucking exist in the way I want it to. Right. He's, he's having a, what we call on the biz, a little buyer's remorse maybe with his, uh, with yes. his decision. So um, he also remember, he has some little intrusive thoughts, some little flash images as Zach Bagans on ghost adventure says uh, he remembers Corcus's mic drop moment where he's like, you'll never be fucking Griffith. Um, that was a good uh, impression. Because you know? <laughs> yeah. I think that's kind of how they voiced him in the American dub. Or no, I, mean, I guess in the Japanese one too. But is that that snide little... Uh, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm no Deku, but Corcus <laughs> is pretty good. Uh, i here. <laughs> <laughs> and I, what I really love about this, this very short... Um, like, this, this chapter is the only... The only time we really see guts in the present tense, other than in uh, Griffith's, uh, you know, flash images or whatever a little later. But um, everything else is focused on Griffith and the rest of the Band of the Hawk after this chapter and the meeting with uh, Skeleton Knight. But it's Skull Knight or is it Skeleton Knight? The chapter is Skeleton Knight, but his character is usually Skull Knight, right? He is the Skeleton Knight, but he is Skull Knight. Yes, that's his like name. So, um of course, he probably has another name, but we don't want to talk about that yet. But, mm. um, but anyway, but but I yeah, love that, that Corcus thing. Sorry, real quick. Yeah. So he's saying, so can I say I've set out by my own will? Guts is at least. Yes. And then he's like, after all, I and it flashes to Griffith, and it's it's basically implying like so that that kind of like when you're in your twenties, you don't know what the fuck is real anymore. It's like who do you you know? You've your parents have brought you up. You've believed this that this is true for your whole yeah. life, and now you're like you killed them and buried I, them in the basement, left them know, behind. They were hanging from some trees. Right. Uh, there was shit everywhere. <laughs> That's where Griffith came or guts came out of. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the classic twenties. Uh, for <laughs> you know uh, in America, yes. Uh, but thanks, yeah, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> thanks obama uh but yeah so he's like hey did i did i do this of my own will or did i am i just still in his current essentially in griffith's current that's what i was going to talk about that's like this exact thing so yeah yes so go ahead no and i I love that this little this question is a big one because uh when you think of like the, the the famous line which i think is from picasso where he said great artists steal 
right? He's not saying that they just copy each other. He's saying you cannot be great unless really you are inspired. There is no, nobody except maybe the first artist that ever existed created the first thing, right? The first drawing of a per- whatever the fuck it was, right? But, but still they stole from what they imagined something exactly. to look like, yeah. right? So, and, yeah. and so, yeah, he's second guessing, am, am I doing this or am I just kind of copying Griffith's path even though Griffith's Pass is one of isolation and being solo and getting your own whatever insert goal that you want here, right? So I really like that that little um, uh, internal struggle. And he has he a very here. interesting moment. So like if you've ever tried meditation before or if you've gone to therapy, uh, two very different things I know. But one of the central themes of that is like being able to notice instead of react to mm-hmm. things, uh, not just be essentially controlled by the environment, but be able to yeah. mindfulness notice yeah. and process instead of just like, oh, I see something that pisses me off. I'm going to be pissed off right. now. It's like, oh, I see something that could p- piss me off, but I'm going to notice that and figure out what's going on. Right? Yeah. Guts does something very much like that instead of just saying no in rejecting that thought, no, I'm going to set out on my own path and do that. He's like, no, that's not today anymore. It's yesterday. Yes. He kind of just notices that it's there and says, honestly, I don't know what I'm going to do with that thought, but we're going to keep going. Yeah. That is just classic. That's again, being that struggle, uh, struggle bus. Yeah. I mean, it's very real. It's very realistic and relatable to when you make big life changing decisions. Most people, I would say everyone. And if they don't, if they don't have any second guesses, they're lying to you and maybe a narcissist himself. And because no, like everyone goes, man, like that was a big change. It's affecting me. It's affecting some people in my life, whatever. Like even if it all works out great and it's a pretty done deal or whatever, like it's still, you always are like, Hmm, should I, should I keep doing essentially the thing that was always good enough? Right. Or should I take the risk on what I think could be, you know, great or better or more satisfying or whatever. Right. So, um, mm. should I go, you know, three knuckles deep. Should I go four knuckles deep? Should I go for the whole hoagie fist? Yeah. Uh, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. In yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there are hoagie shaped dildos, like sandwich shaped dildos. Oh, I'm sure there's something. There's something. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, but are anyway. you a sub or a dom? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm, a gr- I'm a grinder kind of guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so mist seems to, at least this is the impression I got. Seems like mist and light see, like come out of the woods and we get the oh, whatever. And I think one of the sounds is zwa when um, uh, Skull Knight Knight goes in and out of his kind of uh, uh, space time. That's just uh, him portal, saying right? that, by the way. It's yeah. not actually the mist. Zwa. Zwa. <laughs> Welcome, Gat. It's, it's or when Adon, Adon, he's like, he's like he oh, makes yeah. a sound effect. What yeah, the fuck yeah. was his sound effects? It was like Gia or something. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Yes. Um, I'll save this question for in just a second when Skull Knight's here. But the mist rises out of the wood. Guts is like, his spidey sense is tingling, right? He's <laughs> he's like, uh, uh, was that the Metal Gear? Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, Skull Knight goes. What was that noise? <laughs> and then kicks over the box. Psycho Mantis. That, uh, Berserk is hiding <laughs> under. Guts is hiding under. Um, yeah. Long story short, Guts thinks it might be Zod or another monster like Zod. It's really interesting how they they draw this here because he starts, I think, literally swinging his sword and fighting at what he feels is this big, ominous, amorphous presence around him, yeah. and he's like. 
fuck, I can't, I can't get a beat on him. He's behind me. Now he's in front of me. Like whatever. He, he even also quick sword report thing. He lowers himself too, as if he's being struck from above or something. Right. right? Yeah. Like yeah. He's imagining, Oh, something is striking at my head now, essentially yes. going for a lethal blow. Yeah. And he's like, at the same time as setting myself aside, as we call it, basically getting his vital parts out of the way of the attack. Right. He sw- swings around and there's nothing there. Yes. And then, and this, it is weird because like, what was he is is the drawing on the previous couple pages just representing the presence he feels yes. or is he actually seeing this big hulking kind of like uh mega man looking kind of character design shadow but because it's always where he's not looking right that appears right and then because then we see skull knight his face emerge and then his body emerge and his horse emerge you know burke himself is just fucking shocked right we get the yep. nice we get the classic uh, anime close-up of the shocked uh, eyes and his nose bridge right and and then skull knight just starts talking at him <laughs> and he's just he's just like ah it's it's you so the gears have begun turning like and he's just like metal gear. you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but um oh and i skipped one part i really like um guts is like his inner dialogue is being poetic even though he's terrified before skull knight emerges he goes this is, he's like, I, I remember this. This is that savagery that feels like it clings. And it's like kind of cheesy, but I really like that turn of phrase. Like the savagery that feels like it clings. Because mm. usually like they're saying like, oh, I feel like it's overwhelming. But that kind of is, you can say like if something's overwhelming, it's kind of clinging to all parts of you too. I just like that line. Now, before we go into the big prophecy, I know that we've all seen the anime, but yes. when I read comics... A lot of times I have a, even if I've watched something and it's beloved, I still will sometimes establish a different voice in my head for a character than what's in the, you know, the animated or live action thing, because the writing in the comic tends to be a lot different in this form than it is in a script and a performance, right? Where so much can be done with body language and like whatever, right? And so, but with Skull Knight, I truly don't really know. I'm assuming he has kind of a deep voice, but I would love to think like he a deep a, echoey kind of right. kind of boom, the way they change the writing and everything like yes. that. Yeah, it's yeah. like definitely just uh, some some more booming going on. Yeah, and assume. it's kind of in the God Hand font from the early uh, right, right. Black Swordsman, and so I'm assuming that too, right? But I part of me does want his voice to be like a corcus style like hey because you know like skeletons and fucking so the gears you know, have yeah. indeed <laughs> army of darkness dirty. or something like that but uh i'm assuming it's very um booming and One but hand but now that i saw the toy website and i'm like oh yeah he has like a whole metal body yeah. i also wonder if there's like an echoiness to it or something too or like a like yeah a, that's what i was thinking yeah yeah the reverberation kind of yeah yeah not yeah not like a tinniness but kind of this like like a like a resonance when he talks or something too and also he doesn't seem to now we know later on that we he can use his mouth for certain things and it's not sexual but i mean kind of is in a weird way but uh but when he talks his mouth never seems to open at least as far as we've seen right yeah, so also, if you look closely at the design, I when he says, so the gears have indeed begun turning, it looks like it is a movable helmet in a weird way. Right. Like yeah, the yeah. front of a helmet. Yeah. So he's probably, which is where the echoing comes from, he's probably just echoing inside that skull right. helmet. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he does open it sometimes. Yes. I really like the uh, his horse armor is pretty cool. I mean, his whole design yeah. is fucking cool. Yeah. But like that, like 
it's it's like his horse armor on the chest, which is not uncommon for horse armors, but like it almost is like a demonic form of the front of a Viking ship that has like a mermaid or something on. The, I mean, I guess yeah, yeah, like, like a bat European ship. Yeah, like but now it's this like this like bat like woman kind of. Yeah, uh, figure I mean, when I there. first saw it, I don't think it's supposed to be her, but it looks exactly like Slant mm-hmm. because well, her hair thing. is fucking wriggly like a snake. Exactly. Yeah, she has bat wings that are her cape right. exactly the same. Right? Yeah. I, but again, I highly doubt that it's her yeah. uh, for reasons. Yes. Uh, but, now, I yeah. don't think this isn't, it's an anti-spoiler, I guess. His origins, and I'm asking you this, Ryan, yes. his origins have never been 100% confirmed. I mean, it's heavily implied who he is, but like his origins have never, we've never seen his like how he became Snow no, no, Knight, we, right? We never see it. It's just talked about in, right. in rumors and stories and legends and yes. stuff. Now, something... Um, I probably haven't gone and looked. I am curious. Is I'm, I'm going to be like Jiminy Glick or something like, is Skull Knight a god hand or was he a god hand? Like, is was he at one point one of the god hand? You know what I mean? Like, what was he an apostle? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is he an apostle that turned and turned coat? And because I remember from the description of maybe who he might have been, um, that could make sense, but they never say that explicitly, right? So I'm no. I'm always curious as to like, yeah, what did happen to the? What what? How did he transform into this form? Assuming he was humanoid or something before, right? Yes. What does he look like underneath the armor? What's he packing under that cod piece? Yeah, because like there? a one percent spoiler of like, hey, there was a previous god hand, right? Right, exactly. We yeah. find out about that there was something of that sort later or er, yes. er, earlier, yes. and then Griffith is now part of and ryan is continuing a conversation we were having on saturday where it's not really a spoiler but at some point far later in the series there's like one panel and you can see it online like you probably have seen it online if you look at berserk you know meme accounts and stuff where it's almost like the um the family photo in back to the future where they're in front of the well but it's basically void the same void that's still in the god hand the one with the brain and the the skull who's always hanging brain and uh and then four other completely different John Carpenter esque, Cenobite esque characters. And so that are really cool looking too. And it really makes you want to like know what's going on. But, yep. you know, but we also at least have set the precedent that for some reason they became the Elite Four of Pokemon. They are, <laughs> for some reason, God Hand can and are rotated out because yes. there's always five. Or there should always be five, and we know that Griffith has already become one of them, right? So, mm-hmm. where did that? Who was the who was filling the void, right? Yeah. And at this point too. in the story, to be honest, like you don't know who the fuck this Skull Knight guy is, right. and he, based on the art, uh, and also just the fact that he is a skull guy, yeah. like you'd assume that he's evil, right? Because I mean, he's fucking talking all crazy. He's got the the eyes, and his horse has the eyes. Yeah. Typical of the apostles in yeah. the Black Swordsman arc. Very All of that scary. stuff, right? Very scary. Yeah. But then he just leaves. Yes. Very, you know, very odd. He but, just pieces out. So I want to real quick, if it's yeah. okay, I think that because like, not that we have to rush, but because the other chapters, um, there, there's like a, they're, it, they're not super crazy long, right? Or, or dense, right? So like, I, I think we should read this real quick, just his speech, right? Because mm. it's important. So the gears have indeed begun turning. You, struggler, take heed. One year hence shall be the time of the eclipse. You and your friend, and a lot of a lot of multiple explanation points here, exclamation points here. You and your friends, 
those yet unseen of the fleshless flesh. And this is the fucking weirdest line. And I never remembered it until this time. And I want to talk about this. And that half of yours determined to rule shall all be gathered then in that place. A torrent of madness, a tempest of death for which the human body could never atone shall sweep over you. But take heed, struggler. You were born from a corpse and began your life from death in the mud. You are closer to death than anyone. Thus you excel in escaping it. Guts goes, who is this? <laughs> like, who is this fucking guy? Uh, struggle, contend, wriggle. That alone is the sword of one who confronts death. That's a fucking great line. Never forget this. And then, at the, and then as he's like fading back into his schwa portal, um, he says, in the abyss of despair, only he who stands up with broken sword in, hap- in hand, perhaps, and then nothing. It just fades out. Uh, and that's, that's what they call the Japanese outro. Right. Where he does not say the most important part. Yes. Yeah. At the end of the sentence. Yes. So, so we can talk about the whole thing, but this line, this, and you know, uh, you and your friends, those yet unseen of the fleshless flesh, that makes sense. And that half of yours determined to rule shall all be gathered in that place. And that half of yours, is he saying or implying like Griffith is his like other half? Because he, the uh, Griffith is the one that's determined to rule, right? Yes. So is he kind of saying like this person who's the other side of your coin, you know, or something like that? Like, yeah. I don't, it's, it's like, it's so weird. I'm like, it's really strange, right? Because for a loop at first too, but I do think yeah. it is Griffith. Because... I would assume yeah. so, yeah. right? Yeah, his better but, half. And that's the thing. I'm, it's so funny that he he refers to him as that, right? But and I guess again, you're just impl- he implying well, it's a yin yang balance. Yeah, right? there's and and that Skull Knight who is extraordinary and paranormal, uh, and can like travel through space. I don't know about time, but probably space, probably space time. Um, he probably has some level. Some some subtle omniscience, omniscience, not complete omniscience, obviously, but um, he knows that this this he and Zod at the very least have known that some big plan is happening. The gears have indeed begun turning, right? Yeah. And it's it's almost like you know we've been talking at the fucking you know apostle or god hand or whatever the otherworldly water cooler that this plan is supposed to go into you know to effect pretty soon in fiscal year twenty four or whatever this is, yes. but. Uh, but yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. I've never, I've never paid attention to that line before, right? Yes. Grim Jazz twenty five agrees most likely. Thank you, Grim Jazz, <laughs> in the chat here. Also, uh, isn't it interesting that um, for those of you who have read a bit ahead or very far ahead, that Guts senses Zod? Yes, and it ends yes. up being the yeah. Skull Knight, right? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say actually what's going on there, but uh, it's very important oh. that he does sense that uh because it's you know it's they're tied in some way mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll just say that um but yeah and uh, he even and skull not even alludes to maybe that point here where it's like you're you you were born in a very liminal situation right you are your mother was dead yet you were alive right like mm-hmm. and uh you you were people that, and the people think that in general like it, when you are in um like liminal spaces, right? Like abandoned grocery stores are creepy, right? Uh, 
uh, like border towns, border areas are strange because it's not just this one thing on one side and not just this other thing, right? So like liminal spaces, and you can also argue like you were just talking about deep meditation, hallucinogens, all those things put you in a liminal, in the space between. And it's like Guts, almost as if destiny had ordained that he was born like that, therefore setting him up for, uh, not success, but setting him up to be a part of this very paranormal experience to, to be someone that can sense the other world. Mm. Right. And, and, uh, unfortunately sometimes be encountered by that other world too. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it is, if you look at it just from thousand foot view, it's really fucking funny. Cause guts is just sitting there like, Oh, oh like what the fuck is happening? Cause it's like, it's like some old drunk, you know, dad from like stumbles out of a bar and just starts fucking ranting at you. You know, <laughs> you know, my son told me that my boat he travels at the speed of love, and I've been blown up several times. <laughs> uh, power lines and, that was a real travel at the speed of love. Uh, we're a man at a bar that Steve and I and and I think Thrillin and his friend Dave. Couple people, right? yeah. He was just rambling about power lines and yes. the speed of love. <laughs> we so were like, we've been there. Yes, he uh, and he's and he's like. He was saying very normal, normal-ish ranty stuff. And then he says, and of course, you know, the universe travels at the speed of love. And like he kept, and then he started going on about that. And we were like, whoa, that's, <laughs> he's definitely not just on a few beers like we are. But, um, it's love. but, but it's uh, raining. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, the, this, this is the first mention of the eclipse. Um, I mean, Zod, Zod does do a similar kind of speech, you yeah. know, it's a little more concise, I think, but, um, and, but both of them aimed at guts, right. You know, and, and well, Griffith was knocked out aimed or something, at guts. right. Yeah. Zod's was definitely more focused on Griffith's part of in things, but yeah. still only talking to guts yes. really. Uh, cause I guess, I mean, Griffith was knocked out, so yes. it makes sense, but yeah. And still. Zod's was more of like, Hey fucker you better be scared kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is more like, yeah, this, this is very much like, Hey, you're, you're going to go through something horrific, but you can maybe get out of it because you're you right. Like, and again, mm-hmm. to hear this, <laughs> to, to be a guy who's struggling with his entire existence of just like leaving a mercenary, but very just normal kind of not normal, but I mean, for that time, very grounded real world problems, right. Of, do I leave behind what essentially is my family? Like all this stuff. And then to be told this is like the fucking, the like weird, a fucked up version of like every eighties kids fantasy, which is I want some magical old man to come out of nowhere. Cause my life sucks and tell me that I'm the chosen one and that I'm going to have powers. Right. It's like, yep. that's like, you know, born, born out of the latchkey kid workaholism of parents who neglected their kids and weren't home. Kids were left to just hope for something interesting to happen in their fucking lives. And then you have movies like the Goonies and all these things where kids become the heroes because their parents are completely out of touch. So uh, very hard cut yeah. to to um, the young, beautiful 17-year-old yes. Charlotte. Specifically mentioned 17. Yes, exactly. Right, right. By the very wrong person to say it <laughs> yes. uh, later. Yes. But yes. Uh, yes. But uh, yeah, she's... She's looking out the window. She, you know, the fucking the maids are saying a bunch of shit that doesn't really matter. Like, oh, now everyone died, but now Charlotte's still here and whatever, right? She's having so. her singing in the rain depression moment. Yes. <laughs> or no, not singing in the rain. A sound of music. I was trying to say sound of music and my right. brain just did not mm. do it. it. That that one where it's like the girl goes outside, she gets all fucking drenched, and then they, they she dances with the guy. Mm. It's all like romantic. Isn't that and singing in the rain? No. Yes, but no. I'm talking about <laughs> sound of music where right. they go to the gazebo area and uh, it just starts fucking raining and they don't care. Here's now yeah. this is this might split 
realities entwine. Uh-oh. But now you have seen a movie that I've never seen. Which is yeah, I've never seen that movie either. Never cared Wait, to. You both haven't seen it? Nope. Sounds like a pointless movie to watch. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> you're probably fine not having one. It is a lot of people's favorite movie. Though, but... It's so intense. So uh, wait, every time, sounds like a pointless movie to watch. Every time I've said Von Trapp, whatever, you guys don't know what the voice? fuck I'm talking about. Okay. I mean, I've heard the characters. That was a made-up phrase. Yeah, I know it's you know, about fucking Nazis and shit like that. It's just but... Ryan. He's doing his shit over yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, Von Trapp is basically the family name in that movie, and it's known because right. the dad had, like, I don't know, fucking 10, 13 kids or something. In the yeah. I don't remember. Eight. Mormons. I don't think he was Mormon, <laughs> but yeah, he was in Austria. Uh, yeah. It was a Nazi thing. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was... <laughs> Anyway, uh, so that's very fucking interesting. I wonder if but, the well, listeners have seen her, Sound of Music. Heard uh, right in. I, also, I could start doing that. If anyone wants to write in, we'd we'd love for you to do it on reviews and stuff. We do have an email address, so I'll work that in next time to the uh, the uh, uh, what do you call it? The fucking book, uh, bookkeeping, the housekeeping at the top yes, of the show. Yes. Um, no, I mean we. I, I feel like people like me and Steve have never seen it. Have still been hyper exposed to the songs from the movie, just you know, and shit like that. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, whew. so yeah, Griffith gets in pretty quick. Yeah, he's, he's in the, like, he's in, in the window. He's on a tree in the window, gets in and he's, you know, he's he's putting on the charm once again. And Charlotte is infatuated with Griffith. She hasn't seen him for a while. She or she hasn't been up close with him for a while because he's been doing his uh, his courtly duties and, uh, you know, winning battles and things like that. So uh, Griffith is dripping wet. Griffith is very angular. A uh, lot of um, sexualized shots of Charlotte here, of course. I mean, we're kind of seeing this from Griffith's view. Uh, but then sometimes I feel like we're kind of seeing it from Charlotte's point of view, too. But mm. uh, it's pretty quick that Charlotte is like, no, why haven't you? Basically, why haven't you called me? You know, you've been around and whatever. And then he just smooches the living shit out of her after going all Hawkeye mode. So he's just like, I mean, it literally when I um, when I see him go Hawkeye mode, I think of the the kind of old kung fu movie it's it, it's in kung pao as a joke um but the old kung fu movie sound effect where they do the su- the smash zoom and it goes Bruh! like it like makes that sound <laughs> it's just like closing up on his eye yeah. uh so he goes in for the kill he smooches her she just fades she just melts also, in his arm also before like when she's just talking at him i'm just imagining that fucking uh, gif of the guy like explaining shit to a wall like for like 10 yes, minutes or yeah. something <laughs> <laughs> like griffith just doesn't give a fuck yes. about any of what, what she's saying he's like all right whatever right anyway <laughs> um Let's so fuck. yeah he shuts the kid up by uh making out with her and we have the start of the start of the start of the everlasting night and so yes um which is an everlasting night for her in yes. a good way but yeah she seems to have a positive experience in a bad way. yes and uh yeah so um we get a lot of now like quick cutting if this was a tv show or movie so the kiss is happening um and I also want to make the point too. Remember the kiss and the eye <laughs> when the eclipse happens. When he, when he, when something else happens with the kiss. Because I, I was like, I'm basically, I wrote, "This is femto before femto." Right? This is like, this is. Oh the, yeah, kind of. This yeah. is this is the smallest part of him. Which remember, like femto, femto means like a quantum level of smallness, um, and that's kind of, and. My my theory is that he's called that because, um, and Minister Foster, somebody says that where he becomes 
of a singular focus so that there's no more human in there anymore. It's just that focus. He's not a person. He's just this one tiny thing that has become all of him. Right. So, mm. uh, cuts to a tavern. Corcus is drunk. He's, there's some, there's some definitely some funny slurred speech in this between Corcus and the torturer. Uh, and Casca is sad. She's holding on to Guts's broken, uh, you know, blade and cross and pommel and grip. Uh, she hugs it to her cheek. A lot of sword hugging in Berserk here too, and not just for Guts anymore, which is very touching because she's just like holding it and probably, yeah, I think she's starting to tear up. I think that's the way it's drawn, but holding it, she, everyone's missing Guts except Corcus of Corcus, of courses. And um, the least bad thing that will happen to a sword owned by Guts. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by a woman. Yes. <laughs> let's, just, let's just leave it at that yeah, for we'll, those we'll who know later. For the conviction <laughs> There is arc. some interesting yeah. stuff. Um, um <laughs> cuts to Griffith and Charlotte. Ooh. They're banging away. They're making a passionate love. And then um, all of a sudden Guts flashes in. Flashes yeah. into Guts. Oh yeah. yeah. In truth. Take care, buddy. <laughs> hey, take care with that young girl's vagina, huh? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I wrote I forgot I wrote this note. Uh cuts to Griffith and Charlotte banging away, but his mind cuts to guts in between titlicks and humps. Um that's almost poetry in and of itself. But uh and then he and the part where um uh, the first thing is is cutting to guts saying, "You believe that, don't you?" Uh, which I thought was really interesting too. A very very careful choice of words there. Big time penetration shot, like full page spread here. There and they're very much like they're very rounded because it's it's as if it's happening so fast. There's a lot of speed lines in the lovemaking action here, but you can still see that he make takes very he takes care to draw Griffith's eyes just fucking. Yes. Locked Creepy on as fuck. Yes. He, he's looking <laughs> through her. He does not yes. give a fuck. Um, and then it goes back to Casca. Yes. And the rain really just kind of it's it's these are very fast cuts because it's yeah. like Casca in the rain. Mm-hmm. She's really just processing things. Yeah. But I don't think these cuts are, you know, without purpose because right. it's not just reminding us, oh yeah, Casca's sad about guts leaving. It's like, no, these are all the different people in griffith's life yes and where they are now like oh someone who really loved him for a while Mm -hmm. you know here's someone who really respected him and and wanted to further his dream and now has gone his own way right and griffith is still there just in the eternal right and well and and at first i was like why do they keep cutting the cost and i'm like oh because even though she's you know starting to realize perhaps her feelings for guts it's still the thing that judo explained to her is now happening which is Casca, yep. he can literally never be with you because it goes against his entire plan. He has to be with Princess Charlotte at some point to not only become a general but and a knight, but to become royalty someday. And so, yes. you know, it's not that Casca knows this is happening, but the, juxta- the juxtaposition by Mira here is really good. Uh, and yeah, we immediately get um, the scene, the quick scene of the chambermaid uh, walking through the very beautifully drawn ornate hallway and then looking through the keyhole and seeing the erotic shape of the beast with two backs, as they used to say. Um, this fucking and, bitch uh, runs away, <laughs> tells somebody about it. Yeah. I hate this damn yeah. character. Man. Just let him fuck the 17-year-old, okay? It was ancient times. That's how um, it works back then. But, uh, and yeah, so like he... You know, there is, there is no um, post-coital bliss for Griffith. He is, you know... Charlotte's knocked out. She's had a great time. She's been, you know, she's been fucking pounded, rounded, and wounded. I don't know. But, uh, and she's she's knocked out. She's probably snoring over there. And he's up as dawn is breaking, crying, you know, wide-eyed crying. He's, he's gone to his self-harm trauma place. And he is 
gripping himself, cutting into his flesh again with his fingernails, his shoulders, and, his sides, his arms. Yes. All that. Yeah. And, uh, and Charlotte, you know, cuts to the morning. Charlotte, you know, wakes up bright eyed, bushy tailed with some blood stains on the sheets, um, which is a really like goofy <laughs> scene when she looks down and literally the sound oh, yeah, of the, the eyes are like, <laughs> like when she goes, Oh, like I'm seeing blood and, you know, around my uh, vagina. But, um, so, you know, she just, she notices that she's now, she's now a woman. She's no longer a virgin. And that also, uh, Griffith had left his calling card, yes. uh, the Joker card. Uh, no, just, uh, he, he left his <laughs> a little trinket thing, tra- half of the, <laughs> the knight and the princess, Right. Um, piece necklace that he'd given to her yeah. as well Return as the, flowers. the king then calmly comes in takes the joker card and goes i'll look into it yeah. and then that's the end of uh uh griffith begins or whatever that movie would be called you just but, hear griffith's laugh in the background yes i don't know if that's how griffith laughs we've never that's heard a fucking laugh yeah. but um yeah. but uh <laughs> which i think i mean that happens definitely in the uh the water bucket scene in the anime at some point oh yeah yeah, yeah. but you uh, know happy griffin not right. like fucking crazy right yeah. uh so yeah gri- i mean again this all moves really fast and i i think miura is purposefully not that he was just like being you know not that he's ever lazy or anything but it's like i think he's purposely doing this to show in literally like eight pages griffith's entire fucking plan unravels in in a few little yeah. events in one in six hours of a night right like just it's fucking over for them and so i mean the king even says that in a little while he's like we fucking ended a hundred years of warfare and we only got to enjoy it for a fucking instant you idiot like he's so mad at griffith for that but griffith fucking what a badass honestly yeah griffith the uh, <laughs> fucking superhero jumps down what looks like four stories or something here like he jumps off a huge wall and lands like a perfect fucking um, uh, cat, I guess, would be the proper thing. But he's not phased and immediately hears, you know, clink, clank, clank, clunk of armor. And there's dozens of Just, spears yeah, trained on so him. So many guys. And I love, I love that his first reaction is to reach for his sword. Because yes. he's like, honestly, <laughs> yeah. I got this. Yeah, like, yeah he's it. so confident. We have a hundred men. Guts did it. Yes. I can fucking yeah, do that exactly. <laughs> like yes like that's an awesome response uh he does not have his sword yes mario from the mario brothers universe is here in full plate armor it might actually be mario's dad right (laughs) if you think about it twario yeah uh wait wait was it his no 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 it was okay have you guys seen the mario movie yes yeah yeah i think it was that random like other fucking worker who was actually the original voice of mario his dad was not the original voice correct a different thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it was the little yeah he had a little easter egg Charles, Charles Martinet. Martinet. Yeah, Martinet, yeah. Um, Martinelli. But uh, <laughs> that cider is really good sometimes. It um, is. But uh, yeah, uh, this guy very clearly, I don't think we've seen him before, but he's clearly very happy to arrest the upstart commoner Griffith. And so he's basically saying, we'll figure out the details later, but you're wanted for treason, buddy. So you come with us. And so Griffith just casually, I really like the way they drew it too, like, he gets he, his head is in a web of like eight or nine different, you know, um, I think they're tridents or partisans, but um, pole arms. Yes. And then when it cuts to him just being silent uh, and being again, very. His features are now accentuated in almost a caricature of himself in a more angular, very tired looking way. And all of the um, the halves, all the poles on the pole arms are all silhouetted. So it looks like he's already in a cage, basically, you know, so. 
Um, and so we get um, uh, the king rushing into Charlotte's room for one of the most heartwarming scenes to ever be put down from pen to paper. Uh, but yeah, so this may, you know, the other, another maid, like you guys were saying before, uh, begs for him to calm down. And, um, Charlotte tries to immediately like feign. Cause she's like, she's like, what are you doing? You shouldn't just enter a lady's room this early in the morning without blah, blah, blah. And he literally just like flips his shit because he sees hickeys on her neck. Uh, and <laughs> literally I'm like, it goes to that puddles, the little puddles on the town. I'm like, is that like honey juice on the tile? Like I've never noticed that or remember that panel, you know? Mm. Um, Because clearly that's like the marble floor or something, and there's wet spots. Now, just right now, this second, of course, it's not cunny juice. It's the wet drips from Griffith's rain, and I feel like a fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Man, you were drawing pussy juice on the ground. Maybe some before they invented jars. (laughs) How else would you capture it all? Yeah, Uh, (laughs) I I I love those like videos where it was like. Like, uh, fucking wheels were invented in this year, and it's, like, people in the year before that, and it just shows them doing some fucking absurd shit. Yes, it was like, yeah, yeah. Like, there's, like, something that said, like, running was invented in fucking, like, 13, whatever. It just shows some guy, like, taking the guy's wallet, and they're, like, walking, and he's just, like, yeah. hey, yeah. hey, you, hey. <laughs> it's just, like, slowly oh. walking toward yeah, I love those things. Uh, but uh, it would be really funny if somebody walked in and you had many jars full of your seed, and you just said, and they were like, "What is all this?" And you just say, "Oh, I'm a prepper. <laughs> like I'm a doom prepper," <laughs> <What>? <laughs> as if you would need to save semen yeah. for sustenance, right? Hashtag uh, semen for sustenance, my new nonprofit organization that I'm starting. <laughs> oh boy. Now move over, eating bugs. The real. Uh, the real nutrients are in male semen, my friends. So, um, but uh, anyway, so and he freaks out. The blanket, the blanket goes away. The blood on the sheets is uh, confirmed by the king. And I mean, that's crazy anyway, right? I mean, if, if it ended right there, that would be crazy enough. And we does end for a moment because we cut away to Griffith immediately already hanging from his his wrists with some some gnarly shackles hanging from chains and torture uh and he the king is looming over him and the uh by the way just uh, as a general thing mira's uh drawing of firelit scenes mm-hmm. is with a lot of shadows very cool yes. if you recall all the way back at the beginning a lot of that was in the black swords mark when there was the attack of the snake guy on the town where there's yes. lots of torches and stuff oh yes, at the yeah. beginning when he's you know fucking the demon and there's a lot of like torch lit because of the campfire. Yeah. He does a really cool job of um, still maintaining characters' emotions because a lot of the time it'll just be like, hey, this character looks more scary when yeah, you draw yeah. them in firelight. But it's like, well, does Griffith look scary here? No, he looks fucking majestic. Yeah. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah. like, but, it, but the king, on the other hand, who also has similar lighting, just a little altercation makes or alteration makes his face fucking scary yeah and it's, and and it, it makes everyone more three-dimensional yes so then it creates this weird like uncanny valley but also a more your brain doesn't really know what to do with it kind of right it looks really beautiful but at the same because you're seeing all the shadow and stuff but then the next panel it'll be kind of back to flat 2d kind of you know drawing in which is interesting and, but and one more thing about art not to uh, uh hopefully not to bore you people who don't care that much about art but the backgrounds of manga and honestly i think probably american com- comics mm-hmm. too when it's not the literal background, a lot of the time they'll actually put textures 
in the background of the character's emotion. So mm. like if you look at Griffith's background and you look at the King's background, that was intentional. Like the, the wall does not literally look like dots oh, right, right. for the King. Yeah. <laughs> the wall, it, you know, his background is not just kind of, you know, ombre for, for right. Griffiths. It's <laughs> Griffiths is this just, you know, he's fucking Smooth, stone faced. Yeah. Right. And the King, there's a, there's a reaction scene in particular when Griffith is just ranting at him yeah. and he's just, he's just struck by the fucking words. Yeah. It's right. after yeah. he said, he, Oh, did you hope that it had been you that like messed with Charlotte? Yeah, yeah. And then the, that you you look at the texture in the background it's just this kind of fucking tv static i was gonna say it's like static yeah yeah it's like oh you bitch (laughs) how could you say that you know like so because before to your point it's very rigid dots like a grid you know he's like he's oh gosh this guy's pissed but that's really interesting yeah so you'll if you notice it's it's most of the time not noticed because obviously the focus point is the character yeah but it adds to even if the text box and the text doesn't match the uh the you know the sound effects all of this stuff is leading you to feel a certain way yeah right uh when when griffith is hanging there like after he says a thief is still a thief you know mm-hmm. it's this kind of shadow leading into light it's again definitely not the background but it's supposed to show yeah. his kind of like fading consciousness in yeah, a way, yeah. right anyway uh rant no that's good rant over, that's, but that's, that's something to pay here. attention to if you care about their uh, yeah. you know, how that your emotions are being altered by looking at the background. And it's like, I think that I implicitly probably felt that, but yes. I don't think I ever intellectually knew that. Like it was effective without me knowing what the, the methodology was. Right. Which yeah. Is cool. I, I used to like, when I was very little, I used to try and uh, draw my own manga uh, series. And mm-hmm. I, that was something I noticed that was very effective. So I would, I would use that yeah. as well. Just and like mostly situations like the King and Charlotte, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Much to your parents chagrin. Uh, <laughs> uh this is my mom shay my dad grin um but so, uh so watch him whip so <laughs> uh so yeah the king gives griffith basically the after all i've done for you kind of rant right he's like he's basically saying i went i went against you know societal norms and i brought you up even though you were a commoner and allowed you to be nobility but it's like you it's like can you really you know as common blood so tainted like uh, basically he's turning into like you you think he was a kind a pretty kindly or balanced king and who was trying to create a meritocracy right like if if you work hard enough you will get ahead and yeah. where the, and His that wasn't words the case seem fine yes. it's what he does that's bad yes and so uh and then he goes into this whole thing about how which is pretty interesting he's a very nihilistic person like a very cynical person he's like ultimately says the world is fucking meaningless and the only thing that makes it worthwhile is warmth and the warmth that my daughter charlotte gave me is now been you know you she was a beautiful yeah you were like a beautiful flower and you've plucked her away which is of and he's going on about yeah how he he's the only one who can handle the pressure of right, society yeah. and his people and Griffith has no idea what he's done or yes. All the, all the, the royalty woe is me shit that most people reading are like, who, you know, no one is sympathetic with you. You're the King. Uh, you know, yeah, you, you, you basically the, uh, from back to the future, I won't accept the responsibility. <laughs> and, and, uh, so Griffith is just fucking, you know, cold, cold, um, cold ironing him. No, he's cold Turkey. Stone, stone, yeah, wall stonewall, him. don't stonewall me, motherfucker. Cold cacking him, uh, even though his hands are tied up. No, but uh, I, it is interesting that um, the king is whipping him all pissed off, and he actually hits him with the butt of the whip, like with the what would be the pommel of the whip, which I think was pretty cool. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Mm. He like boom, like right in the sternum. But um, but yeah, so he goes on about uh, how Charlotte's been tainted, and he's like, I'd rather, I'd rather, and he's like all fucked up, and then Griffith's like. 
rather it had been you <laughs> and uh, it's like ooh, damn you know and uh and and griffith goes of course you know the king is fucking taken aback and offended and what are you implying and blah 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 and, and griffith is like i always thought it was weird that <laughs> you're a king who uh seem what does he say he's like I, you, he seemed to you could have yeah sold her off and made a better deal yes exactly. down the line but you obviously didn't so yes so you're holding on to her for yeah. some other reason and basically saying it seems odd that the king of this huge land at this in you know at the head of this huge war all he really cared about was his daughter all the time and he's basically saying how pathetic he is um and uh and then, you know, Griffith gets fucking beaten the shit out of him more with the whip. I mean, you see blood flying from where the whip cracks are yeah, happening. It goes extra yeah. crazy. Oh, yeah. It's uh, yep. his feet, everything. This is like a Tasmanian devil scene here where the whip is just, you know, going around like crazy. But And then we get uh, Matt's cousin coming in. Yes, we get uh, our, our good buddy, uh, the torturer, right? And I mean, even th- th- we should make a point to say that through all of this beating, Griffith ends his little perspective with a fucking smirk, like still with a knowing smirk. He knows that he poked at just the right wound, which I mean, this is this whole sequence. This is where I'm like thinking, is it planned? Right. Right. Is this where he wants to be? And this is ultimately whether the answer is yes or no, or somewhere in between these, this is the depth of a narcissist who seeks power for the sake of seeking power. Like Griffith, right? Like he, even when he's losing, he's got to fucking win at least a little bit, you know, and and because uh, because losing and giving up would just be the fucking worst, you know. Thing we see the little thing at the end is really cool where it, it ends with Griffith's words, but uh, we'll get to that. But yeah, we get our um yeah, like you said from the the metaverse, uh, your old roommate, uh, the torturer, uh, super gnarly hair lip, looks blind in one eye, has a you know very Quasimodo esque, um, quasi Minimoto Minimoto kind of thing, which is very small. He's got like fucking calipers in his hands and then pliers and shit like that. Yeah, tool bag. Yeah. And the king, uh, I think it's Binford tool set too. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, he is very stoked because the king says, do literally anything you want to him, but he has to stay alive for at least a year. Other than that, you have carte blanche to do whatever you would like. And. Uh, the torturer is very honored by this. He's very, he's like going, ooh, ee, like while he's reacting to what the king is saying. Yeah. The, the king, of course, threatens all of the guards that are in the room with him and says, if I ever hear that that it comes out that I am keeping Griffith here and torturing him in this torture chamber, I will kill you and all. Like I will I will sentence you and your entire family you. to death. And so, um, so the torturer is all stoked. The king leaves and. Uh, uh, I'm looking at the fucking thing. I have notes right here. Um, but uh, oh, and sorry. Uh, the line we skipped over. Griffith says, "You've done nothing more than not fail. How worthless!" And that's when he loses it on him. So I say he goes ham on Griffith. Um, but uh, and also again, art wise too, we see an element of transition here to like the future of Berserk with with the torture guy coming back because we've seen fucked up little people before in. Uh, Minister Foss is kind of on the edge. He has a, a you know weird kind of look, but um, more just kind of cartoonish, exaggerated. Yes, and then, but you know, we've seen um, what was the little gentleman's name with the peg leg and the black swordsman oh, art? Uh, old old fella. Old yeah, chap. old. Yeah, the guy who was ripped apart uh, or whatever. Yes. And uh, he was disgusting looking, but you was know, it Vargas. Yes, it was Vargas. You're absolutely right. Wow, good pull. Hey, nice brain is working. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so Vargas looks weird, but um. But yeah, the tor- and we probably saw torture 
uh, torturers in like the flashbacks when you know the big slug uh, the duke the slug guy mm-hmm. is talking or, or Vargas is walking uh, guts and pit and uh, puck through how his family was you know tortured eaten whatever and uh, but this is really like the art is starting to become uh, more and more recognizable to even kind of I would say current or maybe 10 years ago like the bulk of of um, post golden age berserk so um, the king it's uh, all horny yes uh, the king has a pretty good little mic drop moment here. He says, This is the end of your dreams, your ambition, everything. The hawk has fallen to earth. It will never take flight again. And now the king goes for what is maybe the second warmest scene ever put from pen to paper, goes to Charlotte's room to sexually assault his daughter. Uh, well, I don't think he's going there with the intent. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he. She is sleeping. They had to give her a drug to sleep because she was kind of hysterical about where Griffith was. Um, and Which just makes it all better. Yes. And uh, so he, she's sleeping. He's being kind of gentle at first. And he's like, he's like, oh, the, the years have made her face look so much like her mother's. And, and the Charlotte's original mother, original mother Charlotte's mom, <laughs> who is dead. Yeah. It was, I think they said last few chapters that they actually were. They had a really like loving kind of king and queen relationship, right? Because then she dies. He's with the new queen who got you know fucking murked in the tower in the fire by Griffith, uh, which they didn't really have a romantic relationship. It was more just a political kind of move. But um, it is crazy. He starts getting jealous clearly of Griffith. He starts. He's like, oh, did he touch his tongue? Touch this flesh or whatever? And his art changes to now he becomes a very golem, like Lord of the Rings golem like creature, who is just now a creature of pure need which is horrific and he tears her dress off and wakes her up by licking her nipple like a like the fucking panel where he is licking her nipple is horrific (laughs) the drool going down it he is drawn like a fucking uh crypt keeper monster yeah just a ghoul yes very perfect a ghoul like creature he uh you know and and thankfully charlotte wakes up and screams no (laughs) At this point, and he's standing over her again, very ghoul-like, uh, with his like hair slash cape behind him. Very, very weird-looking uh, man at this point. Um, and she's like, "No." She says, "No." Uh, cuts back to Griffith chained to a wall, and he's he's sitting at least this time. But he, um, when you know the king, um, or sorry, Griffith has said how worthless. But now Griffith is kind of. Like, seems yep, to be the first shitty. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he basically is like this is the first time he's like fuck, like this sucks. He goes he goes, "Yes, worthless. This is worthless." Like him just being chained here. Like this is this is definitely now I'm going to admit it, a delay to my plan. <laughs> this this doesn't add anything to my plan, to my goals or whatever. I'm kind of fucked here, right? And so uh demise of a dream starts our final chapter. Yep. More hot daddy-daughter action is happening here. Um, Charlotte uh, shoves him away so hard this time that he falls on his on his tuchus. And it seems like he's going to get his senses back for a moment. Like, he's almost regretful. He's like, no, Charlotte, wait! And then he just fucking goes for it again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so spreading her legs. And again, like a fucking monster. Uh, like a swamp monster. Like, go- basically going in to start performing oral sex on his daughter. Um, and she cries out for Lord Griffith, which, I mean, I think only spurns the king on at this point. And she says, save me, Lord Griffith. And she fucking kicks. 
and seemingly, I think in a couple pages, it breaks his like, eye socket. Uh, exactly. I was I, that's the exact thing I wrote. It looks like he fucking like broke his entire eye socket, her heel or whatever. So um, the king runs out, damns Griffith. He looks all disgusting. And, you know, Charlotte's left with, you know, I mean, what? <laughs> Charlotte is a princess. And even though she's rich and has, you know, most things she could ever want, I mean, still, her life has been being objectified being controlled at any given moment she has one night where she you know i mean she was seduced but she loved grim she she was in love with grim and she very much wanted and saw it as a positive experience yes. to to confirm her love physically with with griffith so the night you lose your virginity then your dad comes in and tries to have sex with you out of jealousy hey we've so, all been there yeah <laughs> what a what a complete mind fuck Classic um 20s <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my boyfriend did kill my stepmom, so it's kind of killing your parents. Um, but uh, a little little callback, by yeah. the way, not from that, but to the slug situation where mm. it was his daughter that actually brought him out of the uh, problem, yes. mm-hmm. and he was like actually like a decent fucking dad moment. Yeah. And in this one, it, that's why you were saying like, hey, it kind of felt like he was gonna get his senses back yeah. because we've been conditioned. Oh yeah, that other fucked up situation where the guy was a monster yes. slug. <laughs> yeah, he actually was okay. Right, but no. He fucking goes back in and he's like, damn you, Griffith. Yes. I think that Mira, we have now had two very bald, hairless men show that they were loving fathers of their daughter. We have Minister Foss, who was, you know, threatened by Griffith by kidnapping his daughter. Vargas, too. Vargas. Uh, he probably well. wasn't originally bald. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Yeah. But and this is more of a joke, but it's like it's like Mira seems to be saying that that portly bald men. Uh, love their love their daughters are probably down inside. Dad. They're good family. Members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The George Costanzas Costanzas of the world are uh, yes. loving fathers. But uh, yeah, the king. Like, and what a what an I mean, it goes right along with Miura and his theme that and many you know Game of Thrones theme was about this. There's a lot. It's a common theme, but like his theme that those that seem that those that seek power for the sake of of seeking and holding power as much as you might like them and as good as they might seem the fact that they want to hold seek and hold power over others there is always going to be something corrupt about them because the king seemed like for like literally a dozen chapters now you're like this king seems pretty cool seems pretty mellow seems pretty fair like you know i'm kind of you know this guy seems like he's on the the right side of history or whatever Mm -hmm. doesn't seem power hungry And, and he does kind of say he's like I've kind of never cared that much about the throne. And then Griffith, you know, digs that, you know, fucking, uh, uh, I don't know, Iron Harry Potter wand uh, deep into his wound or whatever, I but, mean, wound, yeah. and, and says, so yeah, you, like, you don't, de- you don't deserve the throne. Cause you never really cared about fucking wielding its power. Right. And what a waste, which is really also to be fair, a pretty mu- a pretty villainous turn for Griffith. Like for someone to say, I would fucking be a way more powerful king than you are. It's not a healthy thing to say. It's not a good thing to want to be, right? But it's still stemming, of course, from his ambition and not necessarily right. like, a, well, you you just were a shit king. It's like, no, you should have had ambition. You right. shouldn't have just brushed it off as like, well, I guess I have to be the king. It's like, no, you should have wanted to and str- striven for right. greatness. Right? And And because Griffith is chained to a wall and already being the first day of 365 days of torture, there's an element where you're like kind of feeling bad for him. So it's, and that's Mira like playing with like, he's saying really fucking sadistic shit at this point, but I'm, I'm manipulating you to feel bad because he is getting ripped apart by a whip, whipped apart by a whip. So, (laughs) um, 
it cuts to Casca, and she's looking very regal on that horse. Yes, yeah, yeah. they're in their nice clothes. Um, also, seems like the snow has thawed, or it's just drawn differently. It seems like grass is out there, yeah. or maybe it's tall grass, and so the snow's down there, or whatever. But um, uh, let's just keep let's just have a whole podcast talking about the weather of Berserk. No, but <laughs> they're out there in this big field, and Rickert's like. This is weird. Why would Griffith fucking call us all out here to hang, you know, hang out in the middle of a big field? He fucking sniffed it out. That's my record. <laughs> you knew the whole time. That was a little Philly in there. You know, fucking Griffith. I don't know why he'd fucking call us out here. Over there. We just wanted to try to have a hoagie fest at Wawa, you know, yeah. celebrate the fucking big battle of the, you know, Tonberry or whatever it was. But uh, <laughs> Ton, wait, hold on. What is the Doldry? Okay. Yes. I just mixed up in my head Tombstone of Flame and Dold the Battle for Doldry and came up with Toneberry, which is a very <laughs> classic monster from the Final Fantasy series. It's a little gross, oh. like a little goblin guy with a, like a, a, a priest's hood. He has a lantern and a little butcher knife. And he can do like one hit kills on you. You can walk to you. Oh, anyway. what the f- okay. But um, anyway, uh, that was a very strange amalgamation. But uh, uh Pippin is like, yeah, but yeah, but oh yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Corcus is like, no, come on, it'll be fucking. He just wants us to work on horsemanship because you know they're like, well, why doesn't he have it? Like, because he's like, it's training, right? Right? And he's like, well, why don't we have our armor on and blah blah blah. So and some random fucking dude is just like Captain God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all <laughs> like, depressed, they're all still sad. Yeah. <laughs> which is like, it is touching, but yeah. it's just kind of funny that just randomly someone's like Captain. Gus. It's almost done for comedic effect here, yeah. but um, Pippin of all people, the big silent. Pacific Islander man, uh, he 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 opens his little eye for like the first time ever, yes. and he hears something and screams. Everyone take cover, and a rain of arrows that will blot out the sun from a masquerade portly man sending a message. Um, the arrows are raining down. Band of the hawkers are fucking getting stabbed by arrows and dying, getting injured, whatever, and. Uh, Casca tries to take control and says, "Hey, quit freaking out. Take take a wedge formation. Uh, later in the hockey world, they would call that a flying V formation for yep. the Mighty Ducks strategy. But yep. also, um, uh, real quick, the the arrows going into the guys. Some dude took three arrows to his face alone. Yes. Like, oh, what yeah. the fuck? Yes. Like they did not need to go that crazy. Yes. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Hey, but this is Berserk. We're talking about. We get a beautiful." Um, kind of almost Thomas Kincaid-esque uh, drone shot of the battlefield now because it is a battlefield and uh, there are they are completely surrounded by all of Midland's troops, the Royal Army. Yeah. And this looks like the whole army, by the yes. way. Like it, it wasn't just the garrison that's on the outside. Yes. No, this is the whole fucking army. Yes. And uh, they're just like, wait, it's Midland. Oh right. no, our allies. Here's, here's something too. I never realized till right now how much of a reflection this exact thing is to uh, Genin, right? He makes a really massive move. He's like, every fucking soldier, get out there because I have unrequited love for this person. And the king is angry and getting every fucking soldier out there because he has unrequited sexual love from his daughter, right? So it's two kings being, even though, and showing that, any two kind. I mean, Genin was a uh, whatever, a governor or whatever, a, a steward, the steward of Gondor. Um, but uh, uh, but he would never. If 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 uh, Griffith was on that pyre with all that waxy goo on him, like in Lord of the Rings, like Faramir, he would have saved him, or that would have actually been Lode because he just would have been having him 
He would have kept him asleep with medication so he could just keep loading on him all the time if it oh was my. getting to Griffith. So. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, you'll never watch Lord of the Rings the same again. But um, uh, the crossbows now come out as Rickert and crew realize this is the fucking Midland army. These are our guys that just promoted us. This is scary. And uh, yeah, Casca um, is trying to take charge, but arrows are raining down on her too. And we cut away dramatically before we see what happens. Lo- I mean, it looks like the arrows are three feet from her. I don't know how she's going to escape, but we do know that she, you know, keeps going on in the story. There were, there were some good comments, by the way, because I, I do read this online sometimes. And uh, in these, does scenes, each page have comment or no, 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 each no, at chapter? the very end of each chapter? Oh, okay, got and it. in the one where it's just a bunch of arrows raining down after Corcus says, "Are we going to bite it here?" Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> it's there at the bottom. There's like a little panel, and someone said, "Rest in peace, Tintin." And he has a little, there's a oh. little fucking dude that looks like the <laughs> yes. the French character. Yes, Tintin, Tintin um, with his dog yes yeah it's, it's very funny um, and then the next phase they were like with Casca just having all the arrows I was like you're probably wondering how I got yeah exactly. <laughs> the fucking freeze frame um, and other people who enjoy Jojo are like Zawado it's just yeah for those who know they know but it goes back to Griffith I-Y-K Y-K as they say do they say that do they yeah we get the torture here the torture is like literally moved to tears i am so moved and they write sho for so so he's got his hair lip uh speech impediment to deal with i am so moved he's like someone so beautiful was gifted to me by the king and he's like oh, the, i'm so honored you know the gopher from winnie the pooh right? yes exactly yeah. <laughs> a little bit Sunny. <laughs> uh and this is where he very unceremonious and also griffith is like on the wheel it seems like he's like you know on some sort of torture wheel he's got fucking like what seems like sharpened wooden um stakes being like stabbed yeah little dowels going oh, in dowels, perfect that's the perfect because yeah. they yeah they're like bigger than needles but they're smaller than like a wooden stake you'd kill a vampire with you know for my own sanity pain just points acupuncture yeah. guys. i was gonna say it's uh, just he's just getting some acupuncture yeah. acupuncture uh but uh and he's and 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 he's also um giving griffith his his flowers you know as the kids say now too we used to say props back in the day but he's saying He's like, wow, you I've given you all this fucking torture. You haven't said a peep this whole time. So he's taking it like a like a man. And um he grabs, he sees the Bayhillet necklace around his neck. He goes, Oh, can I keep this? He and he grabs it, immediately drops it down a sewer grate, and and, and the Bayhillet even comedically goes, Oh shit, like its eye opens up, <laughs> like, whoa, you know, and and uh and uh you know, probably feeling some sort of separation from uh, its master, which also shows too, like Behelets clearly then feel a sense of kinship in some weird primal way with their owner, because the Behelet does not seem like it wants to be separated. Right, they are resonating on the same feet. Right, and uh, but and yet it's just it's still just a Behelet. It doesn't have any looking around limbs yeah, floating, uh, <laughs> and it just floats <laughs> away. Right, <laughs> we cut past Marlin from Finding Nemo, and he's like, "What yes, the fuck?" Nemo? Exactly. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Uh, and then it's tough to stop here because we get uh, the next chapter starts off arms tournament and it's uh, guts looking pretty, pretty badass here with a with a uh, oh, always with the king. Yeah, all, like, <laughs> keep always with uh, some sort of left arm armor that evokes a metal hand, a metal yeah, forearm in the true. future, too. But, um, but the but symbolism I, at the end real quick of the bailet floating away yes. after Griffith, basically the last thing Griffith is saying of like, this is just basically fucked. Yes. And his night will never end yes also one last thing to loop back to the very first page because we completely skipped very iconic art from Mm -hmm. berserk 
which if you if you showed this to people people like i wouldn't think this was from berserk because it doesn't really look like manga style artwork it looks like very modern western like a heavy metal you know art so we have at the very beginning the title of the chapter is skeleton knight we have uh, a classic kind of skull but the skull has a crown of thorns a rose on one of those thorns the behe lit almost acting as like the brain like half like half of the skull is cracked on the top and there's a behe lit that seems to be actively you know chewing or you know uh seeing and whatever and the fucking skeleton has one left eye so i'm like it's just it's crazy like foreshadowing showing i to me it seems like Here's all the elements coming up in not only the entire series, and we've established some of these, but in these chapters, and kind of just showing how they're all intertwined and mixed together. The The left eye is kind of evoking guts. We have the crown of thorns with Griffith being a martyr, like a Christ-like martyr. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the rose, I'm not sure, maybe the blooming love of Charlotte or something, I don't know. Maybe Casca's love for guts. And then the Behalit is on everyone's mind here too. Oh know? yeah. So, <laughs> also, uh, I think Joe, that's what the Willie Nelson song is about is the Bay Hillet from this page. <laughs> You're always on my mind. That was my impression of the Bay Hillet track. Yeah. I was like, that doesn't sound like a Willie Nelson riff. But Joey, since you have read this part of the story, for what you know about Skull Knight, isn't this picture interesting? Yes, that too. Uh, with the whole eye thing going yes. on there. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's all. If for those that, that don't out. know, yeah. uh, the skull Knight takes Bay Hillets and makes flower crowns, uh, makes a, an actually just a grander and grander flower crown for himself as he gets more beautiful. Every time we see him in the yeah. picture of the storm. And it's technically the skeleton Knight. At right. least that's a chapter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then at one point he says, Casca, I am your, but then it cuts out because he only doesn't finish sentences. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. He yeah. just fades out. Yeah. He just, fades he just out. does the, yeah, the, the Wayne's world style order of donuts. Right. I'll yeah. take a cooler and a elite. Doing it. In, it. <laughs> in Wayne's World, they're at the drive-thru fucking with the person and acting like the walkie-talkie at the drive-thru. Oh, cutting out. So it's, yeah, missing every other word. Very you were busy watching The Sound of Music. I was <laughs> too many times. Too many times. Uh, um, sword Report. We talked about some of it. Not a lot of fighting in this. I did, however, have one small mention when Guts is in the forest in the very beginning. I like that when he is getting his hackles up and, and sensing something that he he grabs the pommel with the left hand like on the bottom of it which i like because again in most most especially anime and japanese things you see people holding their sword very wrong and not holding the pommel which is meant to be ergonomic so um yeah yeah griffith observatory what did griffith do wrong <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh boy. Chapter. see that's where i'm gonna just say oh boy period and yes. move on because we kind of we have talked yes. about this this whole yeah. chapter yeah yep. yeah uh and 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 the good thing overall the cool thing about these chapters is is the is the intermingling of what he thinks is right but what is very wrong <laughs> overall right yeah. so overall right it's wrong overall yeah. right Correct. um who does rickert need to slap the most in this chapter ryan already gave his answer oh yeah that the chambermaid. Yeah. Once again the chambermaid I, with no face chambermaid or the king for right. sure yes and oh, since easy. those are taken i am going to say the guy who is crying over guts in the battlefield at the end. <laughs> oh, Captain Guts. Yeah, that guy was funny. Um, but uh, and it was funny, but he I think he needed to be slapped. Um 
<laughs> I Rickard to just kind of get back uh, to reality into, into reality. Yeah, but to be a fucking man. Right. And also, so, favorite yeah. lines. Let's not. Forget oh that. my god, I skipped over yeah, it. No oh problem. my god. Uh, I'll actually go first so that you guys can gather your thoughts. But uh, mine was actually a weird one. It was during uh, or right before, I guess, the Hawkeyes happened. With <laughs> I, I saw the page you had and I thought it was the king standing over her. And no. I was like, I got a favorite line. <laughs> yeah, it was the king saying drip alert. Yeah, then, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it, it's when Griffith says, are you when Charlotte's shaking a little bit because, you know, it's obviously her first time, whatever. Right. He says, are you afraid? Take all the frightening and sad things, and uh, cast them yeah. into the fire. That's really and good. I, I love that quote because obviously he doesn't give a shit. He's not even talking to her. Yeah. He like at this point, he yeah, is yeah. just talking to himself. Yes. And uh we've we've had the illusion of fire for his ambition in the past with the, mm. the not the tombstone of dreams, the, the campfire of dreams uh, right. chapters. And uh, just the take all the frightening and sad things very reminiscent of him later, you know, just ripping at his arms and stuff. Yeah, he doesn't know how to deal with it. So mm-hmm. he just takes all of those things and uses them to fuel his ambition. Yeah. So I really like that quote. Uh, it was, came at a very weird time in the chapter. Yeah, but it was I, I also wondered if when he said cast it into the fire, if he was talk, if he, if he was picturing um, the fucking um, elf guy from Lord of the Rings yeah. when, you know, they're in Mount Doom and he says cast in the fire. And Charlotte goes, nope. And then they fuck anyway, just like in Lord <laughs> of the Rings, you know. Why can't I fucking remember the elf? Of course, I. Uh, Gollum? Wait, Elon oh, Dill. Oh, no, no. Uh, Ron Dell. Are you talking about the first one? The first guy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, well, yeah, when they're originally won the battle the and go up the mountain. From, uh, yes. from the first age or oh. second age, yeah. Um, what the hell is the elf guy's name? The leader of the elves. Anyway. Elden or Elrond? Elrond. There it is. Not oh. Elrond Hubbard. But oh, not Elrond. the one who cast it in. <laughs> But the guy who yeah kept- yeah the the actual Agents, elf yeah. not the Agents, human it yes. was like cast it yes. into the fire yes. uh, no but uh, uh, Steve what is your favorite line uh, I like the one about wiggling and uh, that's your sword there we wiggle, are wiggle wiggle we are of we wiggle are contend wiggle because that is mine too also a very classic line from I've seen people have get tattoos of uh, I was gonna say I'm assuming there's a lot of tattoos in yes. this book here um, but yeah I mean I I love the uh, I mean it's so funny too that like. The, and I've heard that the localization of the word wriggle was very specific too. like they kept that concept very consistent with the Japanese word for it um, mm. because our word for wriggle might be struggle, but he already said struggle and that's a different thing, right? He wanted to add yes. that in there too, like, like which well, just creates, that squirming kind of, yeah, yeah like right. you're just going to get out. Right? Yes. Like, and, and it, it sets up this imagery where like you're going to be trapped and held and mangled by really strong horrific forces but no matter what even if all you can do is wriggle do it right like don't ever stop and yeah, so you know, yeah don't and, stop moving yeah don't uh uh and th- yeah that alone is the sword of one who confronts death which is a really really great line um don't stop the fear. uh steve if you could press play on there whoa <laughs> <laughs> 23 <laughs> there we take go. one um oh, higher pitch now too but uh anyway that is our episode for the night if uh if you liked our episode give us five star rating spotify apple Podcasts. let's get those apple podcast ratings up let's get down by more little strugglers out there and the big ones too honestly even yeah even though we were not dubbed such by skull knight skeleton knight whatever uh <laughs> You can be a struggler if you choose to, or if your parents made your life living hell. 
Um, but uh, yeah, uh, follow us on Instagram. No guts, no glory. Uh, PC is our handle there. Follow us on Facebook too. I always forget we I had to start the Facebook because I ran some some ads out there to get more listeners going. So uh, check us out on Facebook. No guts, no glory. The Berserk Podcast. Check out me and Steve's other podcast, Probing Ancient Aliens, Hungry for Skinwalker Ranch, uh, Probing Guy, all on the Probing Ancient Aliens podcast feed. Well, uh, and then check out the Patreon for Steve and my other podcast at patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens. We'll be back in two weeks time, kicking it off with a much more guts <laughs> focused. We're going to, we're going to, the camera will pan away over to another part of Midland or Wyndham or whatever. Prince guts, Ali. Yes. Guts will be fighting um, or, a, you know, a, a cool first appearance of a long running character from the equivalent of the Middle East in uh, the yes. world of Berserk. So uh, stay tuned for that. And until then, our second reality is bye. bye.